I used to try and make my trails because that's all I had when I was a kid. Around here? Around here, there was no skate parks. Oh, but that's right. When was Milford built? Milford was built in 2004. I yeah. want to say 2004, 2005. In West Haven Skate Park, that wasn't even around until like 2000, the summer of 2003. So growing up, that's all I had was street riding and dirt jumps. And then the yeah. only person who had like sick ramps in their backyard was Kevin and Justin Tierney. Kevin Riley? No. Different Kevin. Different Kevin. Oh, uh, brothers though. They're brothers, yeah. yeah Do yeah. you remember? Uh, he, he has like a nickname. Everybody calls him Butts. No. Has dreads. He went to Woodward with his brother like yeah. every year. Really? He's like so jealous of them. Yeah, that's. But not... they but they were like three or four years older than me. But, um, yeah, they had sick backyard ramps. They had, like, a six-foot tall box jump with, like, an eight- or ten-foot, like, long deck. Uh-huh. And then they had a mini ramp in their backyard, a six-foot tall mini ramp. And that was, like, I wanted to ride that, but I was so young, and I didn't yeah. know anybody that yeah. I would just show up and watch everybody ride and try and ride, and I'd get yelled at. Get, get off the ramps! Oh, no. <laughs> and, and that was around here? Yeah, that, that was in West Haven. That that was where I grew up in West Haven. Uh, West Haven. Oh, you haven't you haven't been here for that? Yeah, well, not your whole life. Yeah, like but... five years ago, four or five years ago. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, I lived with me, my best friend, and his girlfriend. Oh, really? Yeah. Are you guys renting it? Yeah, actually, my best friend Drew owns the house. Oh, we both, oh, right, right. So you're renting. Yeah, we actually all grew up and went to school together. So it was me, yeah. Drew, and PJ. Yeah, yeah. And we, uh, Drew actually rode BMX for a little bit before he went off to college. And then, I don't know, I guess he kind of grew up. <laughs> <laughs> None of the rest of us have. Yeah, but uh, yeah, me and PJ, uh, we knew we had this house and a lot of garage space. Mm-hmm. And we're always wrenching on stuff. Yeah. And... Uh, so the people who lived in here before that were renting for them, uh, it's like, hey, my tenants that are in my house, they're moving out. You guys want to move in? And we're like, yeah. Right. So we all moved in. Especially with two garages. Can't I beat know. that. That's crazy. Lots of garage space. Yeah, I can't believe I'm not sitting where, I, I can't believe I'm sitting where it feels like a truck should be. You know, well, that thing was in here for the longest time. Yeah, it's it's an ongoing project. It's always broke. Oh yeah. Yeah. The problem is, it's like I'm always almost to that point where I could drive it. I could drive it. I really shouldn't be driving it, but I'm just so excited, and I just drive it and beat the hell out of it, and then yeah. it breaks. Then I'm back to square one, replacing the pistons with the mad scientist. Oh my gosh. Oh, we should. Mad, mad scientist being me. Yeah. Right. Right. We should have, we'll keep talking just like we are, but I should say welcome to BMX in our blood. Colton Civitello, that's how you say it, right? Yeah. Good. Yeah, you got it right. I just screwed that one up. <laughs> I've screwed yeah. up simpler names, I suppose, but. Actually, let's go back to, uh, back to the beginning. How old are you now? I'm 28. So back, um, so early 2000s is when so... you were. It's kind of easy to remember. So, 91, I was one, I was one years old. 92. Mm-hmm. So, like, 2003, I was 13. Right. Et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so there was no skate parks around here. And yeah. I grew up in West Haven, Connecticut. Right. So, there's no skate parks around except for Edgewood. And I guess that was it. 
But my mom would whoop my ass if she ever found that I went to Edgewood when I was like 12. That wasn't the indoor place, right? No, that was outdoor. Okay. That was the place that just got renovated by... Or not renovated. They just... I guess you could say... I guess you could use that word renovated. Uh, It just got a whole bunch of new stuff added by Rampage. See, it was a preformed park. Yeah. But they kind of cut it out and added a lot of freeform stuff to it. And it's a lot better now. I actually oh, okay. rode there a couple of weeks ago. Like, not all of it was done because they were still, like, working on certain sections. Yeah. But they all, definitely made it way better. All concrete. All concrete, yeah. That's going to be great. It's the prefab stuff. Oof. Yeah, the, the prefab stuff... I mean, it works, but... Yeah, I mean, to me, because that's yeah. all I've ridden when I was right. younger is prefab. So, it's like... Mm-hmm. When I... <laughs> when, like, out-of-town dudes come from, like, riding freeform parks and, like, wooden skate parks, they're like, these, these parks suck. Uh, rah, 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 preform. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know what you guys are talking about. This it, is great. That's <laughs> all you knew. That's all I knew. <laughs> but, yeah, back uh, before West Haven Skate Park was even a thought and... You know, I could ride my bike all the way to Edgewood. Yeah. Because my mom would kill me, even though I still did it at a certain right. point. Uh, from yeah, it's, huh? From where? Where were you living at the time? I was living in West Haven. So your parent, your parents still live there? Or? Yeah, yeah. I, I live with my mom. So yeah, yeah. I remember I asked her one day. I was like, "Hey, uh, can I ride my bike to Edgewood so I can ride the skate park?" <laughs> and that's like, that's like twenty miles away, like. It's like a twenty mile. Was, I, I might be over, uh, over exaggeration, right there. It's it sounds like, like a, over an hour ride, though. It was definitely a forty-five minute bike ride. Okay. Like a Forty minute bike ride. I want to say it was, yeah, it's probably twenty miles. I don't know. But yeah, yeah so, um, she pretty much made it pretty clear. Like, I'll kill you if you ever go there. I'm like, how, All right. How old were you then? I was eleven years old. Yeah, I'd probably kill you too. <laughs> eleven years old. <laughs> That's pretty. That's pretty bold for an eleven-year-old to ride that far. But the cool thing is, is you're so into it that. Yeah, so I I didn't really it. question it, but I went back to uh, trying to make dirt jumps and ride and street ride the same old spots in my town. Yeah. Which the town was getting pretty sick and tired of it because we'd always destroy the benches and right ledges and yeah, the cops would always come kick us out of spots. Yeah. But, yeah, we finally got tired of it, and me and a whole bunch of friends were like, all right, how do you get to Edgewood? Right. Well, first you, like, go down this one main road. Yeah. Then you hit El Grasso Boulevard, and then right. you go down that for a really long time, and then you then you hang this right into, like, the park. Yeah. And then once you go through the park, that long road that goes through this park will lead you to the skate park. Yeah. Got it. This was, like, before phones, like... We didn't even have a computer, so we couldn't even search it on MapQuest. It was right, just right. like listening to somebody's instructions. <laughs> so we, we all made the ride. And uh, it was like so eventful because like I'm like in a culture shock. Like people do this out here. Mm-hmm. You know, I see people on street bikes pulling wheelies down the road. I'm like, this is awesome. Was that kind of your first taste of things? You First taste been... of going to New Haven, riding my bike to New Haven. But how about riding itself, though? What what got you going on that? Riding myself? Uh, so back when I was, like, six or seven, 
my sister, my older sister, dated this kid named Mike Blessing. Okay. And he rode BMX. He he had a twin brother named Chris Blessing, and those two used to ride with uh, Kevin and Justin Tierney at their backyard ramps and everything. Oh, okay. Like Mike Blessing was the one who got me to ride BMX. Like, I got you. I looked up to him so much in, in riding in yeah. general because I thought he was the coolest dude ever. And you were only... I was only like six or seven. That's right. You had said that six. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah, at that age, absolutely, that would be your your hero. You know none other. Yeah, I thought he was you, the coolest dude ever. As yeah. far as... I don't mean none other, but like as far as like the whole yeah. world of BMX, you you were exposed to your local. Yep, yep. And uh, I, I was just like... To him, I was just that annoying kid that all I wanted to do was just... <laughs> hang out with them and watch them ride. Right. That's all I really wanted to do is watch them ride because yeah. in my opinion, he was probably one of like the state's best BM, like as far as freestyle went, like best BMX riders like CT had to offer. Yeah. Like I yeah. remember going to like Eastern Poles like back when they were a thing mm-hmm. and like the whole park used to just stop and watch them and like I like recognized that like wow, like Mike's really good. Yeah. This is awesome. Uh-huh. And he dates my sister. Yeah, yeah, Sick. right. right, right. <laughs> I'm going to get rides everywhere now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. I didn't realize that that's a pretty cool beginning. And as you know, being from Connecticut for a while, the, um, I want to say this the right way without offending anyone, let's just say Connecticut isn't loaded with talent. You know what I mean? There's yeah. there's definitely really good guys, no question. I won't even try to mention names because I'll completely get myself in trouble. But just like from my view, since I got back into it, it's it's obviously divided by disciplines because you get trail guys, you get park guys. Yeah. You get guys that do a little bit of everything. Back in the day, there never used to be those type of people. Right. It, it was all like there there was never any subcultures of BMX. BMX is BMX. Yes. Right. And that was it. Right. But now it's specialized. I, f- I feel like that the, the subcultures appeared back in like 2006 maybe to like mm-hmm. mid-2000s. Right. Because then like you'd meet people like, oh, you want to ride a park? I don't ride parks. Yeah. What do you mean? You, what, do, you, do you even ride? What do you ride then? Yeah. I only ride street. Oh. <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> I'll ride street. <laughs> right, right. I mean... But I'll also ride park, and I'll also ride dirt. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I enjoy transition a lot more. Yeah. I mean, I, I like street. I grew up on riding street, too. Yeah. Like, we always... Like, it was the funnest thing, like, after, like, my mom found out I went to New Haven. And I, I broke her in the right way. Right. <laughs> she, was, she was used to me, like, being gone for, like, days on end, and not coming home because I've always sleeping over other people's houses and, and this when we you're used to get like a crew of like six or seven people and ride yeah. street New Haven yeah and that right. was the funnest thing ever yeah like we wouldn't like it wasn't like today is like when you go and ride a spot for like five minutes you get kicked out right like back then you could ride a spot for hours and not get kicked out right right yeah it was, it was cool definitely different times yeah it's it's um 
I guess you could call them specialists, but uh, there's there's definitely well, you ride ramps too. Um, there's definitely like a there's very few people that cross over to say the three uh, park, yeah, dirt and street. There's I don't see a lot of people that I that named, do it. I could only name one person. Yeah, maybe a couple from Connecticut, right? Or Actually, not only, only one really that could like cross over and do like all three. Yeah, Jade Alton. Yeah, that's the only person I really know. Like, there's probably other people, but I mean, they don't post about it. Like, Jade right. posts about it, so that's how I know. Like, he could do all that stuff. And good, yeah, he's he's amazing. Tell me the Jade Dalton connection because you know each other. Obviously, did did you yeah. ride together? Does he, did he live? Did he grow up near you? Yeah, he grew up. The next street over from me in West Haven. That close? That close. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. Because I always kind of put you two together, but he's always at Woodward, so I don't actually see yeah, you guys yeah, together. Yeah. But uh, the, the guy kills it. Oh my god, the guy's so he's he's so good. So Jay grew up riding motocross. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, so but that's I all he did. So when um, when I'd be riding my bike. He'd be right. Uh, he'd be at both riders riding mo- mo- motocross. Yeah, and right. he did that for a long time. And then finally, I guess his parents called it quits. They sold all the dirt bikes, and then really? and I guess he needed something to like fill that void. So BMX was Rebecca. Nice. What's going on? Why'd you sell all the stuff? Yeah. So <laughs> so so BMX was like the next best thing for him. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what he did. And he started coming around 2005 at the West Haven Skate Park. You guys about the same age? No, I'm older than him. You're older than him? Okay. I don't know how old he is. So he I think must he's like 24, 25. I'm like four, five years older than him. He must have come on strong at a young age then. Yeah. Like, we all saw it down at the skate park. Like, mm-hmm. when he first started showing up and riding... Like, we'd all, like, watch him. Like, wow, this kid's going to be a shredder when he grows up. Yeah. Like, he was, like, a very quiet person. Like, nobody would really, like... Like, he didn't... He didn't really go there to hang out with friends. He just went there to ride. Right. And, that, and that's what he did. Yeah. But, he's uh, he's grown into, obviously, being much more social because he works oh, yeah. the camp right and then he does he i watch some of his his i follow some of his youtube stuff well i follow it i watch the ones i can because as you know oh yeah, yeah it's so hard to watch everything it just oh it is yeah and i'm almost embarrassed because some nights i'm just like not useful as a husband whatsoever <laughs> because i'm just on this goddamn phone watching everything you know oh, yeah. so you, get, you can't watch them all but I have seen some of Jay's and you know he's ridden motocross and some of those at Woodward yeah yeah he got back into the motocross thing yeah but that's pretty cool yeah but yeah when he when he was down at the skate park mm-hmm. like he was really quiet like and I was pretty quiet too as a kid growing up I didn't really talk I just rode so it's like we would just watch each other we wouldn't even really like hang out like friends or like talk to each other it was just he would drop in and I'd watch him. Yeah. And I'd drop in and he'd watch me. And that was, that was yeah. as far as like that relationship went. Yeah, yeah. And then he went to Woodward and. As a camper got, first? 
Huh? As a camper first? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, he went to Woodward. Yeah, he would have been young, what am I saying? He yeah, been, he went to Woodward, yeah. I'm pretty sure, a lot when he was a camper. Mm-hmm. As I couldn't remember, I don't know, my memory's kind of jogged up. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, so he'd go to Woodward, come back, and he would do some new tricks. I remember, yeah, yeah, he definitely was a camper out of Woodward. Until he was old enough. What, is there an age limit for campers there? Huh? Is there an age limit for yes. campers? That, 17, 18 probably, 18. I would think. 18, okay. Once you're over 18 or 18 or over, you can't go. You can just visit. Or they do have the last week where it's like older people. Yeah, and I, I think during the winter how, too, right? They I don't do. even know how popular that is, but like that's to go mm-hmm. in for a week and as a camper when you're like however old you are. Oh, right, right. 18 and over. But yeah. I don't think that's very popular. So. No, no. I mean, so he, so he now lives at Woodward, right? Yep. All right. So that's been going on for years. Two, yeah. Five, five, four years. Uh, yeah. Know. Well, um, we got in that conversation. I'll, I don't want to talk too much about Jay because he's in a whole other podcast on his oh, own. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And I'll get him down sometime. Um, but, so we were talking about the, the amount of BMXers that can kind of cross over, and he, he was pretty much it, right? Because he, he yeah. definitely ride dirt. There's no question there. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He, he won that Scotty Kramer Jam contest that we put on, and that was, I believe he won it, didn't he? Mason didn't win. And Aaron, Aaron was in there. Aaron DeSimone. De Wait, was this the, 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 the one this last past year? one? Or I'm the sorry. Last year? The Scotty Kramer won at Trumbull. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I think he won. You were in it. Yeah, Jay won, Mason won, and Aaron won. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was. I think it was first, second, third. I think Mason was second. Maybe Aaron yeah. was third. Because Aaron did a. I think he did a tail whip to double peg ride. Yes. And then he did a three sixty tail up out of from like, the pegs. From the pegs. That was insane. And everybody's mind was blown. <laughs> I can't believe he... I never saw him try it, because I, I was running around, but I don't think he tried it in front of anyone before he did it. No. Aaron's a hucker. He is. So... He's a crazy hucker. But he's a... Uh, how, how would you say it? A nut? I guess... Uh, <laughs> yeah. He's, he's brave. He's definitely brave. He's an educated hucker, yeah. so if he knows he has that trick, like, it, uh, I've never tried this trick before, but I could definitely probably do it if I try it. Yeah. All right, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Like, that's his attitude. Right. He's another great guy from Connecticut as well, and there's there's lots of other great guys, so I'm not discounting anyone oh, else. Oh, Aaron, yeah, 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 him. I completely forgot about him. He could ride trails, park, and street. Which he one? He does it all. Aaron. Smoke. Oh, Aaron, yeah. Yeah, he yeah. does it all. Aaron does. He he does. And he don't care. He, no, no, he he definitely doesn't care. It, and he he came on strong, too, because he's younger than you. He's only, like, 20, maybe? Oh, yeah. He grew up riding Milford Park down the road. Another one. All these people came right from this area. It's just like a hot spot for, yeah, for guess multi-skilled so. <laughs> riders. So that's, that's, pretty, that's pretty awesome. But... Uh, but yeah, I mean, you from here you jump to you know 
I'm sure there's a few Rhode Island guys, there's a few Massachusetts guys, but they mostly they're mostly parking dirt, right? Not true, yeah. Not street, and they're all great at they're they're all great at both. So there's only a few like street guys that came out of Connecticut that are actually pretty well known. That's Stevie Churchill. He came out of what the hell? Bristol, Connecticut. Oh. Okay. Along with his friend Brandon Began. Oh right. How can I forget that one? Yeah. And I don't know. They moved. I don't really like. I don't. I never followed them at all. Mm-hmm. I just knew Stevie Churchill was like a god when it came to like street riding. Yeah. Like around here. Right. And yeah. And Matt Barkus, right? He was. Uh, he came out of... He was from Connecticut, right? Yeah, he was. And he was um, more street and park? Because I never got to met him, met, meet him before he passed away. I but. never met him either. Oh, you didn't? I didn't even know him until, unfortunately, he passed away. Right, right. And I was like, who's Matt Parkus? I've seen clips now. You know, obviously, Jeff DePaul. Yeah, uh, yeah. He, um, he posts stuff about him. They were... They were close friends. Yeah, from somebody posted yeah. something about him recently the other day. I think mm. it was uh, by the Instagram tag of Fakey Master. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He posted yep. something about him, I think, and mm-hmm. he did a bunny hop tail whip up like four or five steps. Up the steps. Up the steps, and I'm like, wow! It, it was a clean bunny hop tail up, like no catching crank arm or anything like that. Just. Pedal, pedal, nonchalant, and I'm like, "Whoa, that was Matt Barkas." Yeah. Well, I, I didn't know like. He yeah. Was, like, I didn't know he was sick. Yeah. Right. I, I haven't seen him ride at all. I just. Yeah. Heard that that one Matt Barkas jam for him, and he passed, and that was it. Yeah. Did you go to that? No. When when was that? That was right after. It was very within a couple weeks of. The jam I did in Long Island, the second one, the one that was for Stephen Murray, um, at the Shore and BMX track. So it was like the weekend after that, I believe, and I had. I feel some, like it was, it was a really long time ago. It was. It was two uh, two years. It was two years, and we we did a Bristol. It was all Jeff DePaul. He organized the whole thing. Mm-hmm. He just told me about it, and I had extra stuff left over from the jam that were donations, so I brought them so he could have yeah, more yeah. prizes to give out and all that. And I don't think I was in the BMX scene as much a couple of years ago, because what, I don't know, what happened is you ride with friends growing up, and mm-hmm. you guys, you, you all excel and get better, and then, yeah. I don't know, friends just do other things, and then riding by yourself kind of gets boring. Yeah. Trying to find trying to find people to ride with. Right. So I kinda leveled off. Got into other stuff like riding dirt bikes and Oh, so you weren't riding much BMX. I still rode but I was riding a lot less, like once a month. Once really? every other month, yeah. And I would just do other stuff like go off roading in my truck or Yeah. Ride dirt bikes and quads. Yeah. And I just kind of stopped riding BMX. Like, I leveled out, and I got bored with it. Yeah. And then three three years ago, I want to say, Chach, Jeff, and Bongo kept hitting me up. Yeah. Because I grew up riding motocross with them 
because I, I rode motocross with them up in like Seymour area. There's woods up there yeah. to ride in, and uh, that's how I met them mm-hmm. to ride dirt bikes. But they wanted to get into BMX, so they would hit me up. Yeah. Because I was like the only BMX dude they they knew. Right. And I'd be like, ah, oh, nah, man, nah, I'm good. And uh, I like broke up with like my then girlfriend, and they yeah. hit me up at like the right time. And I'm like. <laughs> Yeah, I guess I'll ride, and right. they, like, helped reignite that fire yeah. for BMX, and ever since that first day, we met up, and we all go to Clinton Skate Park. Okay. I've been riding every single, like, day. Really? Yeah, except, well, for, the, except for this week. Been yeah, yeah, a little yeah, bit yeah. of a break. But right, right. Yeah, they helped reignite my, uh, my fire for BMX. That's awesome. Jeff Albert's awesome. Uh Chops is awesome. We're like hanging out with three of those guys. Like we all get along very well with each other. We all have the the same uh, humor and definitely led by. It's just so. It's just such a good time whenever we ride. Like I don't care what skate park we go to. It's like all right. Like we're all gonna be there, right? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. You you know who I think in from an outside view. It's so important that crew is Bongo because he, that guy's hilarious. Like he, and he he doesn't mind being out there, and that's not not necessarily my personality, and maybe not yours. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm a little lower key, but he's like, he'll dress for the occasion. He'll, yeah, he does not care. <laughs> he, Bongo has no shame. He uh, he is very well seasoned, and what I mean by that is, when he was a little kid. He had the same personality. He was he was very quick and witty with his responses. Mm-hmm. So when you meet a kid like that, when he's like twelve or thirteen, oh, this kid's such a little prick. Yeah, yeah. But like as you get older and you still have like that same uh, personality, it's like, oh, this guy's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I I remember but going. Go we ahead, used to go mess ahead. with him so bad back in the day, like before like cell phones, going to restaurants. We used to go to the bathroom all the time because uh-huh. he had like. Crohn's disease or whatever or, okay. or something like that whatever. Yeah, yeah. so we go in the bathroom and turn the lights off <laughs> and we always <laughs> used to play to we always used to play we still do when we go on the road oh my god like uh, like our first trip he went in the gas station to go grab a drink yeah and like I'm in the truck with Jeff and Josh and I'm like yo just drive around the back and hide on him yeah John looks at me and goes dude he's gonna expect it man Bongo is well seasoned. Like, right, right. always mess with him. He's not going to care. Right. And I'm like, just do it. So they do it, and he walks outside and kind of looks around and just sits down on the curb and starts drinking his drink. <laughs> like, you didn't care. <laughs> he, he's like, oh, yeah, this shit again. Yeah. We just sit there until they finally come rolling around and pick me up. Oh, man, that's, that's great. What, what, what amazes me about him, and I'm sorry, this is really about you this morning while we record uh, in your garage in Milford um, he uh, he's progressed so much in just I'm going to say like two years Oh yeah, he is so good he he ripped up the jump line at the at the event I couldn't a believe he ago. still hit those jumps after he saw me fall I, I was surprised too I didn't think he was going to uh, hit him at all after no he hadn't even gotten a run in, had he? No. Before you fell? I was so excited when I got to Powder Ridge. Yeah. K Rob Jam. And I, 
as soon as I got there within five, or actually, I said hi to everybody. I went down, I seen the Scotty Kramer crew. I said yeah. hi to all them. Right, right. And I was like, looked around, right, uh, yeah, off to the jump line. Right, yeah, right. I padded right up. I yeah. saw Remo. I'm like, yo, Remo, what's going on? Uh, you, you hit him yet? He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I hit him yet. They're, they're, they're pretty good. Got to yeah. do a couple other things, but then we get hit him. I'm like, all right, pad it right up. Yeah. Helped him yeah. uh, work on the third one. Yeah. And I was like, uh, all right, Remo, uh, follow you in. Follow him in, and I got through it. Yeah. And then the second time, I died. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, I mean, n- nothing to laugh about, that's for sure, because it was scary. But the good news is you you came out of it much better than what the alternative was, that's for yeah. sure. But yeah, Bongo has definitely progressed a lot. And it's, I think it was because riding with the group of us, Chach, Jeff, and me. Yeah. And we, we shit talk them. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Yeah, we just shit talk them. Yeah, we just shit talk them. Like, and aren't the four of you on a, do, all right, I'll get into the team thing real, real quick after this, but okay. aren't the four of you basically Team East? No. So I, he does announcing. Which team does he do it for? He does it for... Any of them, really. Like, whoever's going to hire him, he'll do it for. Oh, okay. All right. Because yeah, I've got to think at this point now, he's like, well, I kind of want to ride. Someone else announced. Yeah, <laughs> because he's yeah. getting, he's gotten better and better. Well, he loves hearing himself talk, so. That's true. So he may sacrifice so riding. He loves, yeah, he, he loves announcing. <laughs> he loves announcing. Well, he's a personality, which is good, because BMX obviously needs personalities, and he's, he's definitely a live one. Um... But yeah, I, I just think he's progressed huge. So, so um, I wanted to touch on the uh, on the teams because you're actually on like three different teams, right? Currently, yeah, I guess you could say that. Um, yeah, how does, how does the whole well, thing work? Whole thing work. All right, so you got your BMX team, mm-hmm. and you know whoever books the shows. I mean doesn't matter who so you book a show and then you're like alright cool now I need BMX riders and then you go down the list and now the BMX riders actually everybody the riders and the announcer everybody's subcontracted out to the show mm-hmm. and then you do the show Yeah, it's pretty simple um, so BMX pros they're down in like Florida or Texas I think one of those two. I'm not sure. I don't really. Know. I thought they were. Cl- I yeah, just assumed but, they were so closer. They book shows up here, but they're not going to drive all the way the heck up here. Oh, so they'll book it and so send. They'll book the show up here, and then you know, Maddie or uh, Matt Still, right? Yeah, Matt Still, Team East, mm-hmm. or Brian Cunningham, Dial Action Sports. Okay. He'll call one of them to whoever the show's closest to. They'll be like, oh. hey, I got a show for you guys. Uh, so they're almost like an agent. Although yeah, they, yeah, 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 exactly. Like, although right, they, you run, know, I booked a show for this much. I'll pay you, you know, a couple hundred bucks under. Mm-hmm. So I make my 200 you make your money, and then yeah. everybody's happy. Right. And that's how it works. I got you. Okay, I didn't understand the dynamics with that. So, so that's, that's pretty cool. So Matt, uh, Team East, Matt Stolf, Team East. He's in Western Mass, right? So he does Correct. a lot of New England shows. Yeah. yeah. I say a lot, but I don't know how many he, he does, does a year. He doesn't do as much as he um, could. 
could or he used to mm-hmm. because he has his own he has his other business it's a plumbing business yeah I'm and familiar. that's what he does and he put his heart and soul into that business and the BMX like team or the BMX business part of it just kind of like it, it's still there yeah but he doesn't like really go look in the book shows or anything like yeah. if yeah. he gets a customer that calls him back like hey I want a show he'll be like alright cool well yeah. you know here's the price and uh, when you when you guys want to do it yeah like he won't go like out of his way to book shows really sure uh, Brian Cunningham he kind of took over the BMX show like in the New England part of it okay for Brian Cunningham for Dialed for Dialed which yeah. is out, out of Jersey yeah they're out of New Jersey okay so you do shows with Corey Burglar at times yeah yeah every is that time how that I, uh, huh is that how that works? Are there a couple guys? Is that how you know the New Jersey guys from doing dialed shows? Uh, no. I met most of the New Jersey guys from riding incline all the time. Oh, you used to go down there a lot, huh? I went down there so much, and it was funny. I never went down there once when I was a teenager. Like, yeah. I wanted to. It was something I wanted to do, but right. I never, like had a vehicle worthy or friends that like wanted to like take the drive down there sure so I just never went and then finally uh, three years ago Mm -hmm. I got Jeff Chach and Bongo to go and we all went and it was the best time ever like really the BMX scene down there compared to up here just blew my mind right it felt like I, I was in the 2003 era again I was like oh my god there's so many people that ride down here that's awesome and we went down there for a couple bike nights and it was just the best time yeah and that's how I met like all the New Jersey people yeah lots of channel guys too probably because they all hang out there or used to hang out there yep and uh, I didn't meet Corey down there he I don't know whenever I'd go he'd never be there so I met Corey through doing shows with Brian. And he does a lot of shows for other teams too, right? Corey, yeah. Well, you got to think, that's his only uh, income. Oh, yeah. Too. Does he do like Like, like, like BMX is his only income. Yeah, yeah, right. That, that, yeah. That's pretty cool. It's really cool. And he's... So he's <laughs> always like doing BMX shows and mm-hmm. doing all that. So dialed... He's got his own deal, but you do cross over with Dial occasionally? You've written shows with him or no? What do you mean? I, 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 I uh, mixed something up here, but have you done shows with Corey? Yeah, yeah, I do shows. Through with, Dial. Yeah, yeah, I do shows with Dial all the time. I mean, when I do shows with Dial, I'm, there's like a 75% chance I'm doing a show with Corey too. That's because, like, Corey's one of his main like guys to go to like hey you uh, available for this date Corey yeah I'm available alright cool be at my house for this time and we got a show to do oh cool yeah I, that guy runs a rough schedule he's gotta be tired cause he does I, seem I don't know how the heck he does it he'll get back from sorry for interrupting he'll get back from like the jam and then I think the next day he had something going on yeah yeah that was that weekend the weekend Powder Ridge weekend yeah I got asked to do a show out upstate New York it was a monster truck show yeah and 
Brian asked me to do that show, and I'm like, wait a second, that's Saturday. Right. I'm going to get back. Wait, how, how far is the, the show from your house? It was upstate. Wasn't like, it Rochester or something? It was like five hours, I think, from my house. I'm like, all right, so it's a Monster Jam show. So you go up there, you wait around all day like idiots, and then you do like three little shows. and then, A little halftime thing. Yeah, it's all waiting around. That's yeah. all it is in Monster Jam shows. And I knew we were going to be up there all day. And I'm like, so we don't leave till like 8 or 9 o'clock at night. Oh, my gosh. It's a five-hour drive back. I'm not going to be home yeah. until the a.m. Right. And then I'm going to be dead for this K-Rod, like, finding fight jam. Yeah. Like, yeah. I was like, nah, man, I'm not doing it. He's so like, really? Yeah. I'm like, nah, I'm riding this jam tomorrow, and I don't feel like killing myself. No, and a lot, that of, show. a lot of... <laughs> and Corey did that show, and Corey was there at the K-Rod Finding Fight Jam the very next day, and I'm like, wow. hey, man, are you alive right now? He's just like, I don't know how I'm doing this, man. I literally got no sleep. He was like, we drove up there. I didn't get back to my driveway, or I didn't get back. I think he said that he didn't pull in the Scotty's driveway until, like, they were, they were like leaving like five minutes of. Oh my god! He just made it. Yeah, he made it back just in time to pull in the Scotty Kramer's driveway. Yeah. Or wherever right. he was going to meet right. them, and right. then they departed and came up to CT. Oh my gosh! Wow, I give that guy a lot of credit. He does he do shows that are affiliated with Monster like I know they did a show outside of a, a Supercross race right didn't they do something like that I thought uh, or, no or maybe some some event at um, oh my gosh I forgot the name of the stadium the new stadium in East Rutherford oh MetLife yeah yeah thank you it's MetLife one it seems like I've seen video of him doing shows outside of MetLife maybe I'm wrong yeah yeah um when we do Monster Jam shows, that's where we'll be. Or I remember a couple of years ago when Supercross was there. Yeah. Um, see, Micah runs another show team out in like Midwest somewhere. I, I forgot what state he's out of, but yeah, Micah gets like all the Monster Jam contracts. So then, when they travel around like the country and they get to like the East Coast. Michael will call Brian like hey dude got a Monster Jam show for you right Brian will be like alright and then yeah alright Corey you available yep <laughs> round up the riders and we'll do the show and that's but yeah yeah he did the Supercross show mm -hmm. and that was really big and then when they had the Toyota Triple Challenge mm -hmm. that was held at like another Supercross show down south uh huh and then the next year they went to like go book it again, but then like they ended up just not booking it at all because they're like, well, we're not gonna have like hire you guys when right. we had like the Toyota Triple Challenge. Like we don't want to like dumb ourselves down. Like I, I guess you could say. Sure. And I was like, oh, all right. And like lose the focus of yeah, that yeah. Part. I, I guess so. I, I don't really know how that like went down. I'm just assuming. But you were part but, of that. I was not because I didn't meet Brian until like, oh, it seems like everything happened three years ago yeah. <laughs> Jesus life changed three years ago at 20 
25. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you know what? I, but yeah, I've like, always got 25 I grew up in my doing mind. shows with Maddie all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, Maddie took me under his wing, and I'd always do BMX shows with him. Yeah. And it was awesome. And then I got a job, I don't know, where I my schedule wasn't flexible, so I didn't do shows for him for a very long time. Yeah. Four years. And then... You did one at the Scotty Kramer Jam that I threw, right? Yeah. You were out in the parking lot doing the parking yeah. lot shows. Oh yeah, that was fun. Yeah, and then you go back to the dirt jumps and yeah, yeah. That was a that was a wild time. That was that was a lot of fun. I wish it could have worked out this year, but I know it uh, it wasn't going to work. Although I'm happy with Powder Ridge. Powder Ridge is cool. They've got you know lots of different options. So there's lots of BMX options. Plus you get you kind of work mountain bikers yeah. into the fold, which is important I, to me. I wish they still kept the jump line. I heard they're tearing them down. Uh, I'll, I'll show you a break. No, 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 no. That was always part of the plan. <laughs> but I, I, I will show you a heartbreaker because the head of maintenance there, Chad Schneider, he sent me a video of like a quick one of them being like he showed me from the top of the first jump and then pan left, and the second two jumps out of three were just leveled. That and sucks. and he's he's like, I'm sorry to send you this, but you know it's done. It's because they have to get they have to get on. Uh, uh, grass seeded in there and, and going oh, before yeah, okay. the ski season because if they don't the snow on top of dirt, just dirt yeah. it won't stay it'll just keep it keep melting off in certain spots so anyway I understand that but there's going to there's going to be more potentially I don't know if it's completely solid yet but Powder Ridge is supposed to build a permanent jump line on the left side of the mountain that won't be touched and it'll be permanent so I think uh, Dave King is working on you know, Dave King, Third Sculpt Dave, he does the jumps for ES, for X Games, he rebuilds Wait, did, parts. did him and Remo work on that, uh, those jumps? Uh, Dave roughed them, I, I Dave roughed them in. Remo and somebody else paired up to make those jumps. I don't know who the someone else was, though. Um, kinda. Uh, so Dave King roughed them in on his okay. own dime. That was his donation. So he got them all roughed in. And then the first weekend, I just raked and picked out every rock for two days. <laughs> and then, and I'm not a good shaper. So then the guys came in the next weekend, just, you know, local guys that know what they're doing. Yeah, so yeah. Remo was there and, and they bust ass. I mean, they, they work hard. And so they, they got it all like fine tuned, you know. So Remo's always a big help with that. There's Kevin Riley, all, all these people just, came together and just made it happen yeah, that's so, awesome so it's yeah if they do make like the jump line that'd be cool because it's like i feel like there's no like time pressuring them into like rushing and getting it done i feel like yeah oh yeah i want this jump line over here so uh i guess whenever it gets done it gets done have yeah. at it. unless they're like trying to like have it done for a certain amount. um i think i think dave king uh wants it to be completed this year and, and not necessarily perfect but roughly completed because they, they're going to have to work on it in the spring anyway yeah yeah so basically get get it roughed in and then have it sit for the winter and then dial it in for spring that's what i think's going to happen but anyway they're going to get off to the side of the mountain where it doesn't it doesn't mess with their main snowboard and ski run mm -hmm. um so yeah it's I, i've got to talk with those guys and see where we're at with that because uh, 
it would be cool to have an event there again because it worked out awesome. It was, it was. Yeah. It'd be it cool to event. like have some huge jumps in Connecticut because every skate park around here mm -hmm. is just so tiny and small. It's hard to like. It's hard to excel or level up or like learn something new. Right. Because all the parks are too small. They are, and as far as trails go with big jumps, you got Remo's house. <laughs> yeah, which I, he actually got so tired of people uh, like not going to his house because the jumps, like. They're big. They're huge. They're Everybody huge. He talks about how, how big the jumps are there, and he got tired of it, so he, he built a small line next to it. And the small line, I say this in quotes. Right, right, right. Is not, I mean, I, I'm not a trail guy by any means, but they seem kind of big to me. At, at least the jumps were peaked up to like six or seven feet, but the gaps were pretty, I guess you could say small. Right, right, like right. 10 or 12 feet at most. Yeah. It was, yeah, you know, I just put the small line in here just like you get some people to ride here because yeah. it kind of sucks riding by yourself. And I'm like... Oh yeah, it definitely does. <laughs> I know exactly where you're coming from. And I do feel bad for him because he's put a lot of work into that place. That that guy hustles, and um, a lot of people, even if he, even though he built that line, a lot of people have it in their head that it's I'm not going to go there. It's just too big. Yeah. You know, but so hopefully that works out over time because he does put a lot of energy into it, and it is a it's it's definitely a good spot. He does put a lot of energy into it I, when I, I was doing like a show down in Stanford uh -huh. and he came out of nowhere because that's where he lives right right he was like hey somebody just told me there's a BMX show here and I'm like ta-da here, here's a BMX show yeah yeah right he's right. like oh can I ride it I'm like I mean, I'm look, looking around like <laughs> at uh, uh, Zach was the team at the time and I'm like uh, hey Zach is it cool if you ride I mean he knows what he's doing he's like, right. I don't care Strapped on a helmet, jumped it a few times. He goes, all right, I'm going to go back home. I got uh, work to do. I'm like, so wait, you just show up? Now you're going to leave? He's like, well, yeah, I just wanted to stop by and say hi. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I didn't want to cool, be in the show. <laughs> uh, so then uh, he goes, hey, man, uh, after the show, what are you doing? I'm like, uh, probably going to go home and eat. Right. <laughs> right. He's like, oh, well, that's stupid, man. Just come by to my house and hit my jumps. And I'm like, uh, I don't know, man. Maybe he's like, nah. Here's my number. He's like, so I t took his number down and uh, I gave him my number too. So now he's like blowing up my phone in between shows. Like, all right, uh, you know, this is my address. Right. You know, come anytime you want. Blah blah, yeah. blah blah. It's gonna be sick when you when you get here to ride the trails. And I'm like, damn. And I've done like. He just walked you into it. Yeah, yeah. I, I walked <laughs> right into it. And I've already done like a whole week of shows, and I was so beat. Yeah. I was like, oh man, I really don't want to go over to his, his place and ride his jumps because they're really huge and terrifying, I heard. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? You know, I'm right down the road. Let me just stop by and say hi. Yeah. And, and he check was it like out. in the back, like working on his uh, back, like cement porch oh. with like a jackhammer. Oh, okay. And I come around and he like looked at me, just drops the jackhammer. Dude, you showed up. And I'm like, yeah, what's going on, man? No one ever shows up. This is amazing. <laughs> you probably didn't want to let that part out. Yeah, right. <laughs> You're the first one ever. <laughs> he was so happy. I showed up and I'm, he's like, yeah, I, I built a small line. I'm like, wait, you have a small line? He was like, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah here, here it is. Let's, let's start on tarping it. I'm like, all right. So then I hit him for like a solid like 
hour and a half. And Eventually, it hips into the main line, right? You could the small you, line. Yeah, if you want to die, I'm not. I don't want to hit this huge it's line. It's a huge. It's a big hip from the small line to the big landing. Well, no, if you like want to like get like hip into like the big line, but the mm. big line's huge. Yeah, yeah. Mike, so how big are the gap series? Like, uh, I think like the last couple one are like 25 feet. Like, <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. That is crazy. It, it's kind of weird because you've probably seen it at trails lately, definitely the past couple of years. People are starting to build with a lot of effort. I give these guys a lot of credit, whether it's Enfield or um, Cody's, Cody Diggs. I've never been to his house. It's it's awesome, but what they're starting to do is accommodate for basically multi-generations. So there's something for everybody, you know, young or old like me. Well, yeah, so that's awesome. Some, yeah, that's great. And and at least I can warm up on something before I go hit the the main lines. And the main lines are nothing nothing like uh, Ramos, but uh, it's so cool that they put all that effort in to making sure there's something for everyone. So I, the reason I say that is, I know he doesn't have a lot of room, but if he had a little more variety, then maybe more people would show up. Oh and yeah, it, absolutely. Just, That's the name of the game. Have yeah. variety and more people show up and then two guys are going have a huge party and everybody has fun. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I, yeah, almost every set of trails is doing it nowadays. I think it's a good idea. I mean Caddy's doing it, Pasha's doing it, or have been doing it. So maybe that's a, the secret for Remo. Somehow we'll we'll get him to Yeah. Maybe. Maybe get him to do do <laughs> what he thinks is a smaller line, which will still be an expert line, but that's <laughs> We'll see, see. I'm, I'm afraid when I show up to I've never been to Posh or Caddy Woods or Kiko. Which, I've never which I, don't even, I don't even think I met any of the guys that run it or the trail bosses. This amazes but, uh, me because you ride I, I think they would like look at me and be like, Nah man, you got no brakes, so you could like ride the pump track section or like the small section. <laughs> you can ride whatever you want. People do ride brakeless at Caddy. I don't know. It kind of like. I mean, kind of scared. They are nuts, but they're nuts to do it. But they do it. Um, did Did you see any of the videos from Powder Ridge where there's a couple guys riding brakeless, and it was so cool because I've got some videos of it. I didn't see any videos from Powder Ridge at all. I'll, I'll send you some. Right, I've, cool. I've got a bunch. Um, and there was this one guy in particular that was riding without brakes, and he would do this kind of like motocross drag foot through the turn that's how he was slowing down since he was brakeless he'd oh, wow. cut his speed by dragging his foot and then he would put his foot back on the pedals and then hit the second set otherwise he would have with no brakes he would have overshot I would oh, imagine yeah, everyone yeah. with brakes was kind of feathering him through that turn to get to not overshoot the second set so uh, so this one guy was it was just wild to watch you know it's so when I did hit those, when I did hit that set the first time, uh-huh. after I hit the first jump and I, I hung up a little bit on my front wheel, yeah, and I was going down that hill at mm-hmm. that berm, I'm like, holy shit, I am going fast at the second one. I am going so fast. And riding brakeless, it kind of like teaches you how to like pump the transition in a certain way where you could like kind of slow yourself down. Mm-hmm. And I used every strength of that, like, yeah, of trying to slow myself down using like the pump against me. Yeah, 
to when I hit the lip. Yeah. And I still like overshot it, but I still made the the last one without. That's dying. that's awesome. <laughs> I give you guys that ride brakeless so much credit because that not only takes a humongous set of nuts, but <laughs> it's uh, it's it's pretty crazy. Like I said, caddy. Um, I think. Jeez, who is it that rides brakeless at Caddy that sticks out to me? Um, there are a bunch of guys. I just can't remember off the top of my head who, but and they're riding some fast lines, and they're obviously they're picking up speed after every set. Oh yeah. And they're just doing it brakeless. I don't. That's a whole nother, whole nother skill. But yeah, just each jump you hit, just pull back harder. Yeah. And all that speed's got to go somewhere. Might as well go high with it. Yeah. That's probably like their whole like logic about it, like. Yeah, it could be. Cause right, I'm going faster, so that means I pull back harder. Yeah, otherwise you're going to land flat bottom, you know, which is definitely no good. But no. on the uh, on the subject of um, teams, how are the teams different? Like, yeah, what kind of shows do you do? Like, is one team specifically, do, do they specifically do say school shows and one of the other teams do you know like a, like a monster right, right. event um no all teams are relatively the same like each team will have you know their set of schools they do or you know whatever schools book them yeah yeah and you know whatever events were you know monster truck shows or uh what's it called at the monster shows, uh, uh, what's it called at the monster shows? Or the no, no, no. Like uh, you know, they'll have like certain events, like you know, mm-hmm. besides school shows, where they go to like uh, fairs and stuff like that. And oh, I got fairs you. and all that. One but, of the reasons, but school shows is like really common when it comes to BMX shows. Yeah, like K. Rob used to do. I think he exclusively did schools. Yeah, yeah, he definitely did schools. I think his was structured a little bit different. Like he would kind of do like a like TED talks or whatever. Yeah, he was. He did a TED talk for sure. But he was in the anti bullying that kind of thing. And yeah, he he mostly super... stuck around with uh, Rhode Island area. No, he was going everywhere. Really? Oh gosh, yeah, he would end I would up never in see him. Jersey, Virginia. Wow, okay. He his I believe. Rob and his wife would schedule them and he was all over Mass and, and down the East Coast a little bit because Yeah, yeah. Was, I know he was all over Mass in Rhode Island because my other buddy Josh Caton he's yes. from like Taunton area Yeah, he, he rode with him, uh, right? Skater's Edge all the time but yeah, uh-huh. he, he was like their main rider Yep, and he used I to think ride it was just the two of them, right? That basically the two of them, yeah maybe, the, maybe there'd be a third if the school requested it Yes Yes, and I'm sure you could pull someone in. Mm-hmm. So his, the reason I asked the question is, I, I know how his ran. Is it, uh, is it tough for you, or say Bill, since Bill announces him, it's almost like you have to wear different hats, all of a sudden change your language, you know, oh, change yeah. your, um, and for Bill, that's, <laughs> that's gotta be tough. He's, Bill, he's, or B- Bongo Bill. Bongo Bill. Same, same name. Uh, Redini, right? Yep. 
he is the type of guy that will fake it until he makes it. Yeah. He's a fake it till you make it type of guy. Right. But he does a very good job when he announces. Yeah. Um, but going back to like show teams being different and whatnot, mm-hmm. they're mostly all structured the same. The only one who makes it different is the announcer. Right. Like, you know, when I say this, you know, that's your cue to do this or whatever. Right. You just go over the format, show mm-hmm. format. And you've done stuff on, I know through Team East, I've, I've seen in posts over the past, you actually do like a, like a street fair, like a, you know, a town will have like a, oh, I don't know if they have a, a parade or what the deal is, oh, yeah, like yeah, a town yeah. celebration, you'll be riding, you have the ramps right in like Main Street USA, right? Yeah, yeah. Which I find pretty cool, is that more, was that more of a Team East thing? Or did I mean, you with others? Team East, like, they have done stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But it just goes back to they do mostly, almost every BMX team just does mostly, like, schools uh-huh. and, like, you know, just certain, like, events, like uh, fairs and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, the only one who doesn't really do schools is, I think, Hell on Wheels. They're out of Jersey. Oh, okay. All they do is huge events. Really? Which... They still do events, I know that, because I know this dude Sean still arrives, and Eddie uh-huh. Roby still rides for him, and they oh. post stuff up all the time of riding the ramps. Huh. But I remember back in the day, they used to be huge, they used to do shows all the time, but he kind of slowed down a little bit. Yeah. Um, huh. But yeah, so mo- mostly like every BMX team does school shows, like, yeah. you know, uh, it's up to the school whether you want the message to be anti-bullying or anti-drug, anti-alcohol. It's mm-hmm. really up to them. Right. And then they let whoever's announcing go. And then yeah. they put it into the format of the show. I got it. So I, like, it. I guess the whole thing is to grasp the kid's attention with tricks. Yeah. And then after you got their attention, stop, pause, let the announcer do his thing, talk about like the anti-drug, anti-bullying Right. Or whatever they want. Right. And then uh, after you uh, talk to them about it, they'll be like, all right, more tricks. And then right. Do the bangers. Is it. Oh, that, that actually gets into my next question. How hard do you go at shows? Like, you, you, do you stick with your. the tricks you have unlocked? Or do you sometimes push it at a show because you're bored of doing the same stuff? <laughs> you know what I mean? Oof. Uh. Is it up to I, you? Yeah, it's up to me. As a rider? Yeah, yeah. So a, each guy can do their own thing? Yeah, it was funny. I remember Case Taylor. You started doing shows with Brian. Uh-huh. And uh, Case Taylor is a really good, like, rider. Uh, yeah. Have you heard of him? He used Case to be Taylor? up here, but then he moved down to, like, South Carolina, and he's been down there for a while, but okay. he comes up here every so often. Uh, I haven't, I don't believe, unless he has one of those crazy Instagram handles, you'd never know it was Case Taylor, you know what no, I mean? No, no, it's just Case Taylor BMX, I think, now. Alright, cool. Uh, I'll look him up. He, I believe he won the Monster Energy, uh, and Monster, they, they had a contest in like mm-hmm. 2014, he was the one that won that, I, I forgot what it was called. Was it in conjunction with another Monster event, like at the same time? As far as shows go, no, it was like strictly contest. No, no I, I know it was contest, but it was, um, was it part of a bigger monster event? I think so. 
with sure. other contests. I just remember on. Jay talking about it, and Jay was like, "Oh yeah, he won the 2014 Monster uh, Contest Series or whatever." Oh, full series. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Like so, he was riding with dudes like Logan Martin and all that, like back in the day. Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, Which but yeah, he he won that. He's very he's very talented. But anyways, he yeah. started uh, doing shows with Brian, mm-hmm. and I remember Brian telling me like, "Yeah, this dude comes up to me. I didn't realize like." how good he was and he wrote a show and I was like alright cool you know yeah I'd, I'd love to like have you start riding for shows with me if it's cool with you and he was like yeah man uh, you know what, what do you want me to do for tricks you know you want you want front flips you want flip whips so yeah. you want three double whips I, I don't care I'll, I'll do them and right. Brian was like no man just do do whatever you want really it's just yeah it's up to you I don't want <laughs> I don't care do, do you case was like alright yeah cool alright do you uh I do most do you, of my staple tricks. Yeah. I don't push it unless you get hyped up or something or unless so. basically Bongo makes you do it. <laughs> something that you That's happened a couple times. <laughs> I can imagine. Like we were doing this show down at State College and I tried like a tail up to foot jam. Uh-huh. Which I used to have those on lock when I had breaks. Uh yeah. But the way you do it is because you kind of have to land in an end jam mm-hmm. and then you land your uh, front foot on the pedal but you pedal forward at the same time and it screws you all up uh, but with brakes yeah. you know you press the brakes you don't pedal forward when you're in the foot jam and yeah. you're good but with brakes it's very hard you have to coordinate your foot to like land on the crank arm slash mm-hmm. like have the, the, the center of your foot on the spindle so you don't like pedal forward or backwards oh I get you so I was like oh man I'm running out of tricks and I'm riding with Jeremiah Smith uh-huh. X Games gold, gold medalist here. I'm like, I'm trying to compete with these guys. I'm like, all right, let me just do this stupid trick. Tail foot jam, and I freaking died. And uh, he was like, you guys want, <laughs> Bongo, you guys want, you guys want to see Colton do that again? And I'm like, no, don't do this to me. <laughs> Come on, man. He's like, all right, I'm going to need you guys count to three. And Colton drops in, you guys all scream as loud as you can. And I'm like, dude, I hate you so much right now. <laughs> and I dropped in and I actually landed it and I couldn't believe it I was like wow that worked out pretty well <laughs> right oh my god that's, that's amazing it's it doesn't surprise me at all with Bongo that's for sure yeah there, there's wow. been so many funny things that happen like that happen like how announcers like announce the show like we were doing yeah. this one show in Staten, Staten Island I think Think it was, yeah, it was definitely Staten Island. It was like the state fair show or whatever they do yeah. over there. And there's this one guy. Yeah, you know, we have our own like little format with like a like a bunny hop skit. Yeah, yeah. Like oh my god, I don't know if he, you know, I don't know. If this is his first time people bunny hopping over like you know four or five people. I don't know if he's gonna make it. You know, kind of like hype up the crowd. Sure. Yeah. And uh, there's this one guy where like he didn't know it was a skit. Like he thought it was the real deal. So then, uh, you know, I jumped over him on foot and then jumped over him carrying the bike. And they're like, all right, come on, Colton, for, for real. Just do it while you're riding the bike. You know what, guys? This is way too easy for him. Let, let's, let's get a couple of guys down here. We need more people down here. And then he called on this one guy that wasn't even paying attention. He's like, all right, you, you. He's like, wait, me? What? What do you mean? He's like, all right, yeah, yeah, we need you to come down here. You know, 
just lay down, stomachs down, feet that way. And he didn't want to do it. And uh, Brian was like, all right, uh, everybody, why don't we give this guy a hand, get, get him to come on down, kind of like forced him down. And he didn't want to do it. So, he, he, you know, he did it anyways because everybody yeah, was yeah. like, yeah, come on, let's do yeah, it. Right. <laughs> you know, you got like a couple hundred people like cheering you on. He's like, oh, now, now I can't back out. So I wasn't doing the bunny hop skit. Zane was. Zane Bradley. Uh-huh. And uh, the way Zane does it is hilarious because after he laid him down, he comes around like trucking as fast as he can. Yeah. And he skids on the brakes and like stomps his feet like, you know, oh my God, close call. Yeah. This dude shot right up like scared to death. Oh. oh. <laughs> so, so I'm like in the corner like watching the whole thing laughing. Yeah. Brian was announcing the show. <laughs> Brian was Brian even started laughing on the mic. <laughs> <laughs> so then like everybody's laughing at this poor guy and then he realized like, oh wait. This is like a skit. <laughs> so then like he didn't really like wanna like lay back down and right. do it again, but right. like he kinda had to. Yeah, right. So Zane went around and bunny hopped him again and then after the show I'm like, dude, that was hilarious. <laughs> Unintended but hilarious. Wow. Actually, have you had a uh, have you had a favorite show that you've done? One that just like everything worked out, fun venue, lots of great crowd participation. Yeah. There's this one show Brian does every year down at State College. It's for the fire. Yeah, yeah, it's for the fire fireworks, the 4th of July down there. Okay. Um, every year they have, like, a huge parade, and at the end of the parade, um, I want to say the, I think the certain spot we do it at is the Jordan Bryce Center. Okay. Like, in the back parking lot. This time, Brian, uh, we usually do it with, like, one ramp setup. Mm-hmm. And it's fun, you know, you got, you get a lot, because it's college area. Right. So you get, like, a lot of chicks. Right. And a lot of dudes and everybody's been drinking. And, yeah. Obviously. But right. Yeah, like, uh, the crowd participation is awesome. Yeah. But this time, this past year, he brought both ramp setups. and Box I, and quarter? or No, no, he brought two box jumps and two quarter pipes. Whoa. Okay. And it was awesome. Yeah. I loved every second of it. Yeah. I mean... By the time you'd like drop it on one side, hit the quarter pipe or uh, hit the box jump backwards, yeah. hit the box jump backwards, hit the quarter pipe, and then come back and like do all your tricks, you were winded. Really? You were like, oh my god, I'm so out of breath. It was probably hot, you know. It was de- yeah, it was definitely hot. I remember it being really hot. So yeah. I would always like stop and grab water and. Yeah, do what you can. Yeah, that, keep, keep that was a lot of fun. Mostly because the two box jumps, so you do one trick and then do another one. Yeah. Yeah, it was really fun. It was like riding trails, except there's quarter pipes on each side. <laughs> right, basically. Is it hard to juggle the shows with work? Or, or oh, what do you yeah. do for work, by the way? Oh my god. Oh, um, CNC machinist. I thought so, you were a machinist. Uh, yeah, so it wasn't possible. So you're full-time machine shop. Mm-hmm. So you must have to really work that schedule because you probably yeah. aren't supposed to take too many days off a year. Yeah, it's cool because I work with my uncle. Yeah. So he owns a machine shop. Yeah. 
and it's a very small machine shop. We only have two CNC mill turn lathes. Yeah. So I'm on one machine, or I'm on both, or, or he's, he's, he's on the other. Yeah, yeah. But the awesome part about it is I have a very flexible schedule. So mm-hmm. if whoever hits me up for shows, be like, uh, hey, uh, is it cool if I take this day off? I'll make it up, or I'll work two 12-hour days to make up for losing that one day. So, I don't care. That's awesome. All right, cool. Or, hey, I got like two days worth of shows. I'll work the weekend. So, like, yeah, go for it, man. Oh, that's great. And I'll, I'll do that, but it really burns me out. Yeah. Because when I, it's funny I say this, because the more shows I do, the less I ride. Yeah. If, if that makes sense. Because with shows, it does. you're traveling a lot more, like the yeah. different states, and you, you travel like four, five hours a day, sometimes a lot more. And you got to set up. And then you set up, and then you ride for a half hour, and then you tear down. Right, right. So a 10-hour 10 10 hour day, you get a half-hour ride, and, yeah, or whatever yeah, exactly. it is, 12-hour day. And it, it really burns me out, because I just want to ride with my friends. Right, right. And I, I remember like th- thinking about when he asked me to do that Monster Jam show before Powder Ridge, and I'm like, nah, I'm not doing that to myself. I just want to like right. have a nice, relaxing weekend. And yeah. Not right. worry about like showing up to the venue and then yeah. Where where do you want the ribs? Right, right. Just wanted to hang out with friends and just ride. wanted to hang out with friends and just relax. And yeah, that's what I did. Good. Yeah. Uh, what else do I want to ask you about shows? Because show, shows are I don't know how you do it. Um, <laughs> what about how about the the best thing about shows and the worst thing about shows? kind of know that because we know the worst part is driving like <laughs> driving for 10 or 12 hours around a trip and you ride for a half hour is that is that probably the worst part of it uh, yeah and I'm not knocking shows it's just this is being honest saying is well no, no I, yeah, I don't or, care uh, shows is kind of like a uh, part time thing I do and mm-hmm. makes like a little it's, it's like my tip money like, yeah oh, okay like I have extra money this is cool yeah uh, uh, the worst thing about it, I'd have to say, setting up and driving to an event. Yeah. And the best part about it is riding, obviously. Sure. I guess. <laughs> Have you always been comfortable riding in front of crowds for events? Like, how how'd you, how'd you even get into that? Because you're a quieter guy, you know. It's... Um, I got into riding shows first with Maddie, Team mm-hmm. East. Um, Mike Masisco, he owns Tony Spikes right down the road. Right. Mike and Maddie are good friends. They used to ride back in the day uh, with each other. So Mike yeah. knew that Maddie had a show team. And every year for Oyster Fest in the center of Milford, they have like a huge event. And it was like, Mike was like, I want to do a BMX show down here. Yeah. And uh, he hit up Maddie. Mm-hmm. Maddie drove the ramps down here and you know they coordinated and set up and then I was one of like the riders for Tony Spikes and mm-hmm. Mike told me about it, like hey uh, what are you doing this day you want to you want to ride a show and I'm like a show yeah I'd be so down for that really yeah and that's how like I kind of got introduced to Maddie uh-huh. and Maddie was like oh you want to do BMX shows I'm like I'm only 17 
you're gonna have to wait a year. <laughs> oh, really? You have to be 18? Yeah, so I was like 17 right, right in the shows. But I, I guess it was cool. Like, yeah. I, I guess everybody just turned a blind eye. Right, right, right. So then, uh, yeah, as soon as I turned up age, you started hitting me up for shows. Like, hey, uh, be at my house this time or whatever. And we'll do the show out in like upstate New York or wherever. Mm-hmm. It was a good time. That's awesome. Do you... This is something I was thinking about on the way here. With with Park and, um, well, maybe Street and maybe Dirt combined, is there's so many people that that do it. Do you feel, is there is there a way you try to stay unique and different to, to make yourself Colton, you know, rather than kind of like, uh, and maybe this is a bad example, but Nitro Circus where you've got, yeah, yeah. You know, you're, you're, you're all part of the show. You're not supposed to, at least as far as I understand it, you're not supposed to be a, reg- a name. You're, you're, a, you're a showman. Yeah. You know what I mean? Do, do, you, do you feel you're, you are kind of doing your own style of tricks that you know you have on locks? So that's Colton, you know what I mean? That's, I, I can identify with Colton doing that trick or... Um. In general, like I'm assuming you're talking about doing shows, right? Shows or any kind of riding. It's like, do you do you try to distinguish yourself from other no, people just, by doing? That I never really thought about it about it that way. Because you probably do have a specific style, or maybe maybe certain tricks that very few people can do. You know. Honestly, man, I just go out and try to have much fun as I possibly can that's like my name of the game yeah when it comes to riding I mean I'll like personally for me I'll try and hold myself to a higher standard of alright this time I want to land smoother on that uh, spine or quarter mm-hmm. pipe or I want to try and go higher with this certain trick that mm-hmm. I'm scared to go high on right like all those little st- stupid things but I used to ride brakes for a while for a long time I rode brakes with a gyro setup and everything mm-hmm. and I remember I went to Incline one day and Eddie Rovey was there and he took off his brakes I'm like well, why'd you take off your brakes he goes I don't know something different man I'm like oh how are tail ups with no brakes that seems like terrifying does it like spin faster when you do double and he was like I guess so <laughs> and I'm like oh and he's younger right yeah Isn't he's Eddie like, only like 14 18? or 15 or something that. Oh, at, at that time, yeah. I, I think, he, yeah, yeah, at that time, I think he's like 16 now or something. Yeah, that kid does rip. So then, uh, I'm like, oh, all right. He goes, yeah. Let me guess. You were one of those types of guys that had brakes on their bikes forever and never, like, rode a bike brakeless. I'm like, yeah, good guess. Yeah. He's like, just take your brakes off, man. I'm like, <laughs> maybe, I don't know. So I got thinking about it. I'm like, yeah. You know, I'll take my brakes off, see how it feels. And, Right. It's weird from having like not even not not even like a pound worth of like stuff on your bike. Right. I guess the brakes. It makes your bike feel so much smoother. I guess you could say. Yeah. And honestly, for me, it brought my riding to like a whole other level of like, you gotta land smoother, or you gotta land this certain way, or else you're gonna do Mach one at that vert wall, which you don't want to do. 
because right. you're going to get hurt. Right. So, like, sometimes you'll see me land flat on purpose on certain jumps just so I don't go fast to hit the whatever's after it. Right. Right. Because if you land smooth, you're going really fast. Right. <laughs> like but, I said, with the guy dragging his foot in the turn, I mean, I've seen so many people cut speed. Obviously, natural. the natural one is when people kind of kick out and skid, almost like a bike messenger would, sort yeah, of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do that all the time. Like, yeah, I do that all the time, actually, when I'm just riding, like, when, I, when I'm just free riding, but right. when I'm in, like, a rhythm section, where jump one jump after the other, I'm like, all right, I'm right. landing flat on this one. Not because I don't want to, it's because I want to. Right. Slow, slow myself down, or landing sideways is another one. I'll uh, land sideways, too, a little bit. Just knock off a little speed just there. Just knock off a little speed. Man, you must really have to think. I mean, that's pretty wild. Are there many... Uh, how, what do you think the percentage now is of brakeless versus versus brakes at parks and among among guys that are they're brakeless? I mean, pretty well. or uh, brake people run brakes. They're, be, they're becoming like more extinct every day. That's amazing to me. And I feel like for every one brakeless or for every brakeless or Jesus Christ, for every rider that runs brakes, there's mm-hmm. probably I'm gonna guesstimate about five to eight people who don't run brakes. Really? And this is in the park level, not uh, park and show? Oh, I was just talking about the whole industry. Industry overall. So that could include trails, that could include street, you know, whatever. Trail riders are typically pretty easier to spot out just because they mostly run the straight cable. Yeah. That's it. Like, oh, trail rider. Right. Or wait, did I say park rider to spot out? Or did I say trail rider? No, trail rider. Tra- trail rider, yeah, right, right. Yeah. Yep, tra- trail riders are pretty easy to spot out because they yeah. mostly run the straight cable and that's about it. Right. right. And they're not worried about doing, you know, bar to bar, bar and, you know, they, all they, that. Yeah, they, they don't care about tricks. They just want to flow. Yeah. To turn down to do tabletops. Yeah. Which I'm a firm believer in whatever makes you happy. Stick with it. Yeah. Yeah. So I remember when I was riding with uh, the Hallahans, oh. and that's all they have is straight cables. And I'm like, and this was when I was running a gyro. Yeah. I saw them at Cranks before Cranks closed down. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, I was like, so when are you guys going to put a gyro on and, like, do trick or not do tricks? I didn't yeah. word it like that, but I was like, right. so wait, when are you guys going to put a gyro on? I think I just, like, left it off as that. And, like, yeah. I forgot who like turned to me, but he kind of like gave me the stink eye and was like, "Never." And I'm like, "Why? You guys don't want to like do bar spins or tails?" He goes, "No tricks, just flow." They they do flow, they definitely flow. They do that Clint Reynolds style of kind of like the, kind of like the hanging foot, you know, table, yeah, you know, yeah, that yeah. kind of stuff. And I it, I tried doing that over box jumps and I don't know if I look like I have two left feet or if I actually <laughs> look like I'm doing something stylish but I try and do it <laughs> I don't know you, Clint, Clint Reynolds I saw him a month ago a month and a half ago I was riding uh, Gnarly Marley's house oh okay the camouflage ramps yep, up yep. in Vermont Vermont yeah I it was it was pretty funny because like I don't really like know like I'm not in the beat like I'm not in the scene 
like as much as like little kids are or other people are. Right. Like I grew up on watching Etnies Forward, uh, Criminal Mischief, and I think one of like the early Fit videos. That uh-huh. was it. After that, I didn't watch any BMX videos. I didn't really like. Yeah. You know, read any magazines. I just rode my bike. That was it. Right. So I'm like kind of like see all these familiar faces which I've seen like on videos here and there on like Instagram right like man that guy seems really familiar like yeah. when, I, when I met Clint I yeah. met him he was oh hey my name's Clint I'm like oh what's going on man I'm Cole nice to meet you and then he walked away and I'm like wow that guy seems really familiar I, I saw his face somewhere and then like I turn around I'm like I'm go isn't that guy like someone significant in BMX like he's like a big deal yeah. Bob was looking at me like with his jaw dropped like that's fucking Clint Reynolds yeah. man you don't know who he is you don't know who are you serious you don't know who he is I'm like I don't know man I don't really you should be ashamed of yourself yeah he was he was like really beating me up about it like making me think I'm a terrible person for not knowing who he is and I'm like I, I don't know man I just don't pay attention like I'm not like that may be good though it may be good for you so you can just focus yeah. on what you do <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, I guess so. But yeah, I met him there. He's a cool dude. Yeah, yeah, I think he's a super nice dude. He's he is he's doing some amazing stuff at his house. That's for sure. That second boulder building now, and or he's building, and he's working in a trails element. I don't know if you if you're gonna pop out of the bowl and start the section. I don't know how it's working out. I haven't seen it. In Have you been to his place? No, no. I'm supposed to go uh, fairly soon. They just had the baby, of course, so yep, yep. kind of laying low for a little bit. But I'm supposed to do a podcast with him at some point. Yeah, it's, I've never been there. It's only like 15 minutes from my work because I work in New York. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, I work in New That's York. That's nice. It's like an hour and ten, not city. This is like mid-state New York. So, um, yeah, it's like an hour and ten to work. And then, and then I'm right along the Hudson. He's across the Hudson and right around that Ulster County area so he just seems like he definitely seems like such a such like a down to earth like good guy you right. know I'm pretty I'm pretty excited to do that one at some point you know yeah I caught that vibe from him when I met him at Marley's house like mm-hmm. he doesn't care who you are no or what you do he'll ride with you yeah he'll talk to you he'll yeah. do anything he don't care no no, definitely not. I. I've always wanted to ride his place too. Like he, when it first got blew up. Yeah. I'm like, huh? That's well, pretty cool. I'm, I'm not a bull rider by any means. Either. Sure. I'm actually very terrible at like riding bulls and like picking my lines. Yeah. Like, I'm like, oh my god, where do I go next? Like I rode the new cage at Woodward like, a couple weeks ago and. Yeah. I got lost so easy. I'm like, I'm not used to riding this type of stuff. Connecticut doesn't have, like, anything to offer like this at all. So no. everything is new to me. <laughs> There's only a couple bowls, and it's just basically, it, it doesn't connect with anything else. So, like Milford, for instance, or uh, Bristol. That's, that's like yeah. its own bowl. That's it. And I don't know how to help people. A lot of, uh, a lot of opportunity there at the new cage yeah to do cool stuff yeah like to transfer here transfer there yeah yeah I'm I'm sure he 
he'd be excited to have you out at some point. It's yeah, it'd be cool. Yeah, it's I would definitely, definitely go. Um, all right. How about a favorite BMX and favorite non BMX trip? I never went on a lot of BMX trips, like road trips. Right. I feel like the only road trip I went on was the one. Eh, well, I can't even say that. Like the last three years, me, Chach, and me, Chach, Jeff, and yeah. Bongo, we've been going like everywhere every weekend. But right, you've never done like an Austin trip or a Cali uh, trip or any of that. Do you want to? Absolutely. Is, is yeah? Are there things that you really wanted I, want want to check out? Or people? I really like want to go to California and just meet new people and ride parks over there sure that's what I really want to do you gotta make it uh, happen huh you gotta make it happen yeah I know no no better time like the present but see my favorite BMX trip thinking I'd have to say when we did the trip last year for Women's Weekend Mm -hmm. me Bongo Jeff and Chach yeah. And we all went to race. Yeah. That that was really fun. Yeah. Did you do wheel mill on the way back? Or is it just raising? We you didn't do wheel mill, uh, the wheel mill. We did Changa when we first got there. Oh, okay. Got it. A lot of fun. That is a that is a good trip. Raise is, raise is cool. It was like one of the only trips that I just rode. Like, I like usually when I, every time I ride, I try something new or I trip. I try to learn something new. Mm-hmm. That whole trip, I just rode my bike and enjoyed like my staple tricks, like over like bike, like did different stuff to yeah. do it on. Yeah. And that was probably my f- most memorable BMX trip. Right. Race trip with them. Plus, you you have such a great crew. I I like every one of the guys in your in your group, the friends that travel. I mean, they're. Yeah, it just sucks. Like when spring and summer come around Mm -hmm. they disappear for the entire season because they're out like doing other stuff like downhill and jet skiing yes downhill mountain biking is a big thing for them like in the spring and summer really yep for for jet mostly jeff and and chach right and jet skiing i've seen a lot of that that's all they do and me and bobby were like guys stop being gay come back to riding bikes (laughs) Come on. Right. are like, no, it's lake life, man. It's it's, it's the season. Right, right. They're like, uh, whatever. Yeah. I, I, I get it. Yeah, no. Totally. It's, but, uh, yeah, you know, when fall comes around, then they're like, oh, you guys want to ride? Like, oh, now you want to ride. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, when fall and winter come, then yeah. we get reunited and right. then it's right. normal again. <laughs> and they were racing for a bit too. I don't know if they stopped that or not, but they were motocross. No BMX racing. They were going to Bethel and oh, Trumbull yeah, yeah, a lot. Yeah. They mixed that in, but I think once Jeff got hurt, maybe that just slowed things down on the on the bike side. Yeah. A bit. As he, soon as Jeff broke his ankle or his leg, I, I don't think yeah. it was his ankle. It was his leg. Yeah. As soon as he broke his leg, I was like, "Well, that's a." Uh, that's a wrap on. That's a wrap on Jeff. Yeah, I was like, well, that's a wrap on uh, BMX for this season until next year. Right. I was like, right. they ain't riding until 
Right. Yeah, they ain't riding until like fall or winter. But he did test it out for a little while, you know. Yeah, I, he, I think he's still like not comfortable yeah. on it. He still thinks it's like weak. Yeah, I think he, he. I believe he said something to me about like each time he lands, like he has that little twinge of pain, and he just makes him nervous. Yeah, you know? like uh, right now he'll he he'll ride motocross and go full bore as fast as he can. Right. He's really good on a motocross bike. Yeah, I've seen the videos. Very good. Like, I remember when I had my dirt bike and we went to English Town. Uh-huh. I would be, like, go, going into a corner trying not to, like, fall over in, like, a rut. Right. And all of a sudden, I hear him behind me, like, wide open, bouncing off a rev, rev limiter, going to the corner, like, what? Da, 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 da. Tapping yeah. clutch. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. Get, yeah, yeah. I'm going to get out of this guy's way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah, he's, he, he grew up riding motocross. But... BMX was like his also main thing growing up too. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. How about? Oh, uh, go ahead. What? Forgot to answer the last part of the other question. My favorite non uh, BMX trip. Mm-hmm. I'd have to say it was going cross country with my three friends. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, you we, drove. You drove cross. Yeah, we drove cross country and back. We drove cross country. So. Yeah. I had a quad and no money. I was like, well, I'm going to sell the quad and go across country with four of my friends. This is going to be awesome. Yeah. Or three. Right. Four of us total. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I sold my quad. Had like 2500 bucks. All right, let's go across country. Right. We went, like, we shot down to, like, through Tennessee, through Georgia. We stopped at uh, Gatlinburg, Tennessee. It was a very touristy area. Mm-hmm. It was, like, really old, like, retro yeah a lot of old like rides like man these things looked like they were built back in the 80s right huh alright well whatever let's still send it yeah I think the go-karts were the, f- the most fun going or like stopping through there cause yeah. all he did was try and hit each other and spin each other out <laughs> we got yelled at a lot uh-huh. they had indoor skydiving down there oh nice but yeah we uh, made it out to California yeah actually visited my friend Eric Huff. I don't know if you knew him or, or know him or not. He grew up in Watertown, Connecticut. He was... I think Nick uh, Nick Cappy turned me on to him. He he lives in Cali now still, right? Yeah, he was another rider I looked up to like a lot other than Mike Blessing in, in Connecticut. Um, he took me under his wing when I was like 12 years old because I used to ride... Seymour Park and he was from Watertown so he used to like drive the 20 minutes to Seymour Park and he saw me there and he was like oh dude you're sick you know I'm having like this like up and coming like company I, I want to sponsor you and I'm like really me like me really and he was like yeah I'm like alright cool like you know it was a, like a clothing company that he was like trying to like it's called Enemy he uh-huh. was like partners with this other kid, Real. Uh huh. Forgot Real's last name. Yeah. But yeah, they. Uh, he brought me everywhere. He brought me to uh, Skaters Paradise before it was MSC. Yeah. He used to bring me to a bunch of new places. When I was little, I was like on a sixteen inch. A uh, sixteen inch it was a Haro three sixty when they first came out in like two thousand one. Really. I remember because I used to like hang down at Baybrook by bikes all the time. Uh huh. And uh, Frank, the guy who owned Baybrook Bicycle, came up to me and was like, "Hey man, 
I got a perfect bike for you. It just came in. I was like, what? And, you know, it's a 16-inch Haro. Yeah. I was like, oh, my God, this thing's sick. I need this. Yeah, right. I need this. So, like, it's funny. I was, like, so bad in school when I was a kid. I used to just, like, daydream and look out the window all the time. Yeah. And think about riding my bike. Yeah. Um, my mom was like, you ain't having that bike. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm not getting you that bike and you're not going to have that bike because you're doing bad in school. Right. My dad is like, son, I'll get you that bike. <laughs> so it was it was really cool because my parents, you know, they, they were divorced. So right, right. my dad bought the bike and kept it up at his place. And whenever, like, I went to Eastern Pulse, like an indoor skate park, yeah. he used to bring it and I used to ride it. So, so your mom never knew? My mom never knew. <laughs> like, eventually she found out, right? like, like eight months later but we kept it a secret for a really long time man that's a that's a plus of yeah. uh of, of having divorced parents for sure <laughs> yeah so that yeah they, they got really mad too because i went to summer school that year oh you did i did just to keep up not have to stay back not have to stay back and i remember the following year they told me uh if you do if you pass school right and you know you don't have to go to summer school and you right. get C's and B's or whatever. Right. We'll bring you to Woodward. And I'm like, what? what? <laughs> Woodward? I was like totally yeah. freaking out at the beginning of the year, and I'm like, are you serious? Uh-huh. And they're like, no, we'll bring you to Woodward. Yeah. You got to pass school. Yeah. No, that means no summer school. And I'm like, yeah, 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 I, loud and clear. I, I, I hear you loud and clear. Yeah. <laughs> and I made sure I passed with like C's and B's. <laughs> they brought me to Woodward. Wow, that's awesome. I was like super, that was probably like one of my best summers ever when I was a kid, was going yeah. to Woodward. And you were young then, you were... I was 13. Jeez. The summer of 2003. That's amazing. I know, I, <laughs> it, it, it was pretty awesome to go to Woodward and ride with all my friends, because like, yeah. a lot of people from Connecticut, like around that like time mm-hmm. frame, like went to Woodward. Like Jay and like well Jay he was a lot younger so he didn't really go to Woodward. Oh yet. right right okay. I was thirteen he was probably I don't know like nine. I got you. I keep forgetting he eight. <laughs> but there there was like other OG riders like uh, Paul Banash or Tall Paul he's known as yeah um, his brother Joe uh, Justin and Kevin Tierney. Mm-hmm. They used to race BMX too. I'm surprised oh, so you don't know them. Not if they started after '98. I wouldn't have known. They, that was probably around the time frame they. S- and if they started, uh, you know what they? I think they started. '96, '97 maybe. I'm I'm just guessing because right, right. When I went to their basement in like early 2000s, they had all these race bikes. I'm sure. Yeah, is, yeah. Is Justin the one that's putting the jam on at the West Haven? No, that is Justin Kearney. Okay. Justin Tierney. Um, he used to go really high on quarter pipes. Yeah. Really high. Um, he just st- stuck out to me, or stuck out to me when I was a kid just because, one, he was, like, into the punk rock scene. Yeah. So he had a huge mohawk, and he went really high. Yeah. pipes and anything really yeah but then uh, he got into a bad accident back in like 
late 90s, early 2000s. Mm-hmm. I think it was late 90s. Uh, he went to go jump his box jump backwards. He cased, and he landed on his face, and he broke his jaw. And uh, yeah, I think how it went, don't quote me on this, but his face or his jaw and his teeth were so messed up that they had to get like a dentist from like a third world country or they, they had to do something crazy to put it back together. Right. Like I, I don't think he like got sent to a third world country, but I think it was like a doctor from like a third world country came sure. through or something happened yeah. where it was pretty bad and they had to get somebody in from far away or he had to get sent out somewhere. Yeah. Put it back together and then he rode for a couple of years here and there but not even really ride he just pumped around right right and then uh he hung his belt up on bmx and he doesn't ride anymore but he's still into it obviously because he's throwing the jams well no no this is justin tierney oh okay justin tierney yeah two different people but similar last names almost sorry i was mixing up the two so that uh, Justin Tierney, he got into like, uh, like he was always like uh, into uh, music. Mm-hmm. Like he was a music uh, musician. I remember going over to their house and he'd be playing the violin. Like he was very good at the violin. Really? So he right, he, he, he's doing pretty good for himself right now. He lives down in like North Carolina, I think. Uh huh. Um, yeah, he's, he's living the dream. But the Justin up here, that the Justin the up year. here, yeah, he's he's still in the BMX scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's throwing the Edgewood Jam, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah, he yeah, just yeah. announced he's, he's the doing date because he can't do West Haven. I forgot what happened with that because he used to do it like every year. Right. West Haven right. Jam. So now he's switching spots. But now something happened with the town, so now like, well, we're redoing Edgewood, so. Why don't we just throw an Edgewood jam? Alright. And that's not that far from West Haven no, Park like, anyway, right? It's probably ten minutes from here. And they're all for that's a town park, right? Yeah. And, and they must be obviously they're okay with it. I did see a date set for it. I was gonna try to make it this year because I know it sounds like fun. He gets like food trucks, bands, the whole things. Yeah. I feel like I don't know. I I kind of have like some. I don't know. Everybody's gonna like you know speculate and like you know right. have their different opinions. But I think he like goes over the top sometimes. Like uh-huh. it's like uh, he wants that food trucks, a DJ, uh, bands come through. Like when he throws like BMX jams. And I'm like, yeah. Dude, I mean, like it's cool that you do all this, but you don't have to like. I'm going to say 80 to 90% of the riders are going to be cool if you show up to a skate park with a speaker yep. and an iPod and just have one of your playlists on loop. Like yeah. Everybody's just going to have fun and just throw down. It is true. I mean, it's you're totally right. I and think he's just like, no, I want to do this, I want to do that. I'm like, well, whatever, it's your show. I mean, I'm not going to tell you how to live your life. No, no, as long as he uh, finds a way to... to to balance the expenses because even even me and, and the jam a couple weeks ago I wanted to have bands involved and um, so we had a band up at the jump line saw that and that was that was cool those guys were cool it was they were I positioned it so there'd be a kind of a kind of a crazy band 
at the crazy jumps. Yeah, yeah. Like a mellower band at the at the jumps up in the woods, if you ever made it up there. I don't know if you ever got to. No, because you went straight to the big jumps. I went straight to the big jumps. Yeah. And then I had another band that was just like bluegrass that was playing by uh, the outdoor oh, eating wow. area. So, so we had three bands. But the, well, the challenge is, is some of these bands could be making money and really we're asking them to, to donate their time. Right, right, yeah, yeah. And most people are down with that. Um, so, so it all worked out. It all worked out fine, but it takes some, uh, it takes some planning. And if you have to pay a band to play, then it just, it it's gets harder and harder to, to now you got to find a sponsor to help pay for the band. And you don't want the guy to end up taking it all out of his own pocket. Cause oh, yeah. you know, that, that happens real quick, really quick. I end up spending plenty of my own money on it and because you want it to happen that way, but different type of event, you know, it's. It's all, it's all good. But I respect anyone that tries to put on an event. You know. Oh yeah, yeah. Same here. Get like a bunch of people together. It's yeah. Cool. Right. And there's plenty of people that would go, depending on the weekend he picks. Because obviously, nowadays there's lots of options. But. Yeah, I, re- I remember when he did the West Haven, like a, like a couple years in a row, we kept like having a problem with the skaters. Yeah, yeah, that's right. We kept I remember. Having a problem, like, dude, like it's a BMX jam, man. Why are you having skaters come, like? Like I, I, I'm friends with a bunch of skaters, but like, sure. dude, when you try and like mix the two together and like have contests, like, yeah, it, it, tensions right. are gonna rise, and yeah. you know, skateboards are gonna fly, and fists are gonna fly. I mean, and that's just what happened. Yeah, yeah. And he was like, "Nah, man, there's a way. Like, there's a way. I'm gonna make it happen. I'm gonna make it work." Mm-hmm. And the last year he did it, he did make it work, and. The problem was, uh, like, all the earlier ones, he would have, like, all the skateboard competitions go on first. Yeah. And they would just drag it out so long, like, for an hour and a half, two hours. And I'm like, yo, dude, like, a lot of, like, you got, he has, like, a lot of outside people coming in, like, people Mm -hmm. who don't normally, like, ride bikes or skateboard coming in, like, speculating, like, viewing everything like dude yeah. nobody wants to sit there and watch a bunch of skateboarders fall no like I'm no. not I'm not I'm just I'm not trying to sugarcoat it I'm not, right but like nobody wants to see that like everybody right. like wants to see like cool shit go down which skateboarders do cool shit but it takes them um, kind of a while to get it and by then you already lost their interest maybe maybe you can split it up maybe you can do let's so, you know, um, a skateboard hour, and then just switch it over. Maybe the two can kind of work it out. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. But the last year he did it, um, we did all the BMX events first, mm-hmm. and then we did skateboarding last. And it like oh, you did split it, so you have yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay. so we did the BMX first instead of the skateboarding first. Yeah. So like, a lot of people like liked that, mm-hmm. and I I liked it. Yeah. It just worked. Right. I don't know why, it just worked. Right. I mean, that is a tough combination to satisfy. There's no doubt there. You know, each for their own <laughs> faults or, or reasons, whatever, because it's I mean, it's almost like BMX versus scooter or skate versus scooter. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's hard to keep everybody happy. 
but yeah. you can't always make everyone happy. So maybe that's the maybe that's just the the truth that needs to be realized in it. Is you're never that, gonna that, make that's everyone what, happy. Uh, that's what Brian says from Dialed, because he builds like all those show ramps, mm-hmm. and every he always gets like, you know, hammered about like, oh, I don't like this or oh, I don't like yeah. that, and he's just like, yo, man, I've been doing this for over ten years. Right. I'm not a pro or expert about it, but I've learned one thing, and you're never gonna make every rider happy. No. No. One one rider is gonna bitch about oh the box jump's too long or right this quarter pipe's too big or I don't like this radius. Yeah. He's like so I just learned to like you know not take it to heart. Like, just oh, whatever. Let it roll over. Yeah. yeah. I had that problem even when. Uh, when Jeff Albert left me the the jump that we used for late jumping at the end of the event at Powder Ridge a couple weeks ago and that, that because was Maddie's originally that was Maddie's first box jump oh was it? Yeah. I knew it was part of a box jump setup so you know he was nice enough to bring it up for me still got to bring it home at some point it's still there but uh, it appeared to be in the picture to be way bigger than it was and it also appeared to be, even though it was against the fence, that was that was just a fence between mm-hmm. you know the pond and the and the outside area. Um, it appeared to want to shoot you up, and you weren't going to get into the deep enough end. It actually was smaller than the people thought. So a couple of people criticized that before it even happened. And best the best way for me to deal with that without getting into a pissing contest is just say hey I'll see you on Saturday before the jam right because you can fix it the way you want it yeah 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 no response after that <laughs> none <laughs> and, and, and I'm not saying they were wrong you know we still had to mess around with some things you know Jay Bite from Enfield he's the one that runs Enfield Trails with James James Nelson is Jay Nelly yeah, GMT. Okay, yeah, yeah. So he he's a he's an awesome guy, and he um, he just messed around with it. Him and another person, they just got it like the way it should be. Got some plywood, so there's yeah. a nice there's some plywood over the grass up to it. Worked out fine. Nobody got oh, hurt. That's good, that's good. Everyone landed plenty far enough into the water. I'll show you some <laughs> pictures after because I realize you didn't get to see all this stuff, but yeah, freaking uh, that was Maddie's old box jump. All of Maddie's ramps, they're all like, you know, four feet tall with like a four and a half foot radius. So they're like straight up. Yes, they do kick. All that, That's all of his show ramps. All of his show ramps are just, just shoots you straight up. Yeah. Like, and it's very hard to like do tricks over. But anyways, uh, yeah. it's funny because Corey, he's ridden Maddie's setup before and he hates it. Oh no! He he. Uh, actually, a, a lot of people are not a big fan of like Maddie's setup just because the jumps like shoot you straight up. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he goes, "Oh yeah, you know that uh, lake jump over there. That thing seems like pretty straight up." Yeah. And I like I put my arm around his uh, shoulder and I'm like, "Yeah, you know whose ramp that is?" <laughs> and he's like, "It looks looks at me like Whoa. I, don't know. I was like." It's Maddie's ramp, Team East ramp. And he's just like, you gotta be kidding me. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I don't know if Cor- I don't think Corey jumped. I think Big Boy did it from that crew. I think I think only Big Boy did it. Alex, I'm pretty sure he's the only one that did it. 
from that crew. But yeah, yeah. Lots yeah. of people did. I mean, there were little kids doing it. Jasta, you know, it was. Actually, I seen a video of her flipping into it. I think, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. 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 So it clearly worked for everybody, but, um, but yeah, I mean, it's all good. I don't care. Is I try to, I try to politely respond to everybody and and stay away yeah, from yeah, the, yeah. the real, pissing matches because it's not it's just not worth it. You know, it's. Yeah. It's hard enough to put these things on without getting into these separate arguments over things. So I just try to take myself out of it. And yeah, I find that uh, avoiding confrontation and agreeing to disagreeing like yeah. is your best way to go. That, that's what I've always done growing up. Like yeah. I was never a fighter. I, yeah. Um, I'd always just try to avoid like situations like to, that would get myself in trouble. Sure. I'd always try to diffuse the situation, I guess you could say. Yeah. No, it's smart. It's the way it's the way it should be. I think that's pretty wise. Uh, let's see. Quick question a couple more quick quick questions for me and then we'll hit the, the questions from uh, Instagram. Sweet. Uh, <laughs> lifted trucks or a perfect bike? <laughs> a perfectly lifted truck or a perfect bike? Which you're right in the middle there. Which would you choose? Have to say bike. Probably a good answer since this podcast is about BMX. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I uh, that, that's my first love. That'll always be my first love. And yeah. Trucks. I mean, when you get to be a teenager, you're like, oh, you you, you, pick, you pick your poison. Like, oh, I want a fast car. I want to lift a truck or yeah, whatever. And that's what I wanted. I want to lift a truck, so I, I got one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my my son thought that way for a while. Now he's got this lifted truck, and now he's dating a girl from New Jersey. So now he's like, "Shit, the lifted this, truck. It's this not truck gets ten miles to the gallon now. Oh, <laughs> you know, well, how am we gonna get to Jersey? I mean, he didn't. He he obviously wouldn't have known that was gonna happen. But so now he's got this lifted truck, and he's always borrowing my car because it gets better gas miles. That van gets better gas miles. Um, well, we already know it pretty much what your go-to tricks are but what tricks are uh are evading you which which ones have you wanted to pull that you just have not gotten the way you wanted to uh, hmm. i would have to say I, I do have flip whips i could do that trick mm -hmm. but it's just like there's nowhere in connecticut to do them on Right. So, I, you know, if you don't do something, you lose it. Right. So, I'll go to Woodward, like, every couple months, and I'll do a f couple flip whips, like, over their resi or over their box, and I'll be uh -huh. like, all right, cool, yeah, I got, I got flip whips back. Check it off of the year. And then, like, you know, <laughs> I'll come back to Connecticut, and I'm like, well, this shit sucks. I can't do them over anything in Connecticut. Like, yeah. Everything's too small. Right. Uh, there is this one trick I did want to learn for a very long time in uh, 1080s. Really? Yeah, I really wanted to learn that trick for... On a box. Yeah. I've, I don't know. I've, every foam pit I tried in, I'm like almost there, but I feel yeah. like the foam pit is like... I don't know. I feel like if I just sent it on a box, I'd just land it. Yeah. But I don't... Risk versus yeah, reward. The, the risk over reward. Yeah. Reward. For sure. I don't know. I can understand that. 
Uh, all right, let's hit some questions because uh, these go by. I say this every time I do them; they go by fast. We're almost at two hours already. Really, that long? Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. So we'll be done. These go minutes. by very fast. They do. Everyone says that, and it's. I always tell people, I'm like. I, I don't want to do it at an event because I'm going to pull you away from the event. Because right, in my right. mind, I'm like, I'm pulling you out for like two or three hours. Yeah, exactly. So it is, it's better for me to like catch you on a day when you're not trying to ride or yeah. do Well, lucky for me, I'm still trying to heal from dying. I thought already a scorpion grinding <laughs> my face down the hill. Yeah. It's raining. Right. And um, I don't know, we're just hanging out. Yeah. Perfect. Hey, it's perfect. And... I've wanted to meet up with you and there's, there aren't many oh boy I'll get myself in trouble with this but there aren't a lot of guys in Connecticut that that do everything that you do um, there's some guys in Connecticut that I'd love to do a podcast with but maybe they don't want to you know they're just not comfortable with it yeah, maybe. so to me it was the time was great. It's like oh, I'm gonna hit up Colton as long as he's he's good to go. And yeah, yeah. Because it's really cool, obviously, to interview people from my own state. You know, with a lot of mutual friends. Yeah, I was I was psyched when you hit me up. I'm like, wow, Joe hit me up for a podcast. This is awesome. Like, hell yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, <laughs> I'm honored. No, <laughs> oh, you're very welcome. I try to stay I, relevant, you know. Yeah, 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 and it's not even important that you stay relevant. It's just that you have experience with a lot of areas of things that people probably don't know much about. Mm. I mean, they don't realize all these, like we were talking about Corey going up to that way north trip, whether it was Rochester or whatever it was, and then coming all the way back. I don't think everyone realized that's going on. Yeah, a lot goes into it behind the scenes. Yeah, and, and most people aren't aware because they see the finished product. So I think it's cool that you're from the same state as me, but you've experienced a lot of this with a lot of people that are recognizable in the sport. Yeah, yeah. You know, as well as you are. You probably don't believe it, but you are. Um, Thanks. Hey, you got an interview before Jay Dalton, so, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so there, you got that over him, if you ever want to tell him. Yeah. Um, the, the two games of bike he beat me in. <laughs> He's two and I'm, uh, I'm zero. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, the one game of bike we played at Impact, and, yeah, dude, I haven't ridden for probably eight months when I played him in that game of like an impact. Oh, I, really? I, ca- I came off of uh, an ACL surgery. Oh. So, like, I show up. Yeah. It was actually me, Drew, the, the person who owns this house, uh-huh. and uh, Jay. We all coordinated, like, yeah, let's go to impact. Yeah. You know, when they are open. And uh, right. I went there, and Jay was like, oh, yeah, uh, you want to film a game of bike? And I'm like, yeah, sure. All right. Was he filming back then for YouTube? He's been YouTube? filming for a very long time. Not necessarily like, like for, for YouTube? Like for YouTube, yeah. Oh, okay. Like, he used to do this thing, like, he was very, like, adamant about it. Um, a trick a day keeps the doctor away. Yeah. Which he told me, he's like, that, that's actually very hard to do. I, I've tried to learn a trick a day, and it, it's just, it's almost freaking impossible. Yeah, because you got to do so many yeah. tries. yeah. <laughs> So, so um, many it could take 10 or 20 tries it could take two days like yeah, I hear yeah. people talking about trying to do these tricks for an edit and sometimes it'll take two days yeah. just to get that one thing filmed but anyway I remember like eight years ago when like when I just became friends with him on Facebook or whatever I don't mm-hmm. even really go on Facebook anymore yeah 
Instagram's where it's at. But uh, right, he used to post like his uh, videos up there all the time. Like, oh, well, watch my videos or you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. He used to post on Facebook all the time, like eight, eight or nine years ago. Uh huh. Um, I used to watch him. Yeah. Right. Right. And then he just blew up and took off from there. Yeah. So Stephen Horvath, we're going to go to Instagram questions. He wants to know which helmet did you end. Well, we talked about this earlier, I think, in your kitchen. Which helmet did you end up getting to replace your crushed helmet? I'm assuming he's talking about the Powder Ridge crushed helmet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I can't believe that helmet got crushed like that. I'm glad some of the impact was on the helmet because at I think first most, it looked most like of the impact was on the helmet, most. which is super lucky because. I thought it was more of a face first, but you must have been down, had your head down a little Lago bit. said, uh, he goes, dude, your nose was definitely broken. I don't know if, like, um, a pair of men came and, like, straightened your nose back out, but... Uh, my buddy Zach Hatfield, who's in the Navy, Yeah. He, he lives out in eastern Connecticut by Wilmantic. I know he ran up there because he would know how to stabilize you. Yeah. Um, I don't think he... I don't think he did anything to your nose, you know, I, I don't believe. I don't know, my nose was broken for, I, I feel like it was already broken when I was a kid, because I remember when I was in my mom's forerunner when I was like five or six, and she slammed on the brakes, oh. and my head went right into the center console, oh. and I think that's when it like broke, because it was, yeah. I remember I, uh, uh, what the heck did I do? I did something where uh, I had to get like a, cat scan done yeah and they're like oh hey you know your nose is broken right I'm like yeah it's been like that forever it's cool I'm like oh okay <laughs> so Obama told me that my nose is broken I'm like yeah yeah it's been a few years <laughs> I think it I, mean, I don't know <laughs> right right but yeah I, I guess he was the only one to wake me up nobody could wait, could uh, figure out to, to wake me up or figure yeah. out how to wake me up some people say it was under just under a minute. Some people say a minute and a half. It felt like five or ten minutes to me. But I, because it I was, guess I was like seizuring too when it happened. A little bit, yeah. Well, I wasn't right next to you, but I heard that. Um, I, I kind of... Uh, I knew you were in good hands because I had radioed paramedics or the EMTs yeah, yeah. to come up. So we, we had that under control. And one thing I don't like to do is when there's enough people there helping you I didn't want to crowd things anymore and there was no point in me trying to say anything to you I knew I'd talk to you at some point later so it it worked out for the best it could have been what's funny about it is I do remember everything like before it oh you do everything before it I remember waking up some things during it Mm -hmm. I, I have my memory yeah like I remember uh Bongo, or I think it was Bongo, I don't know, so, somebody woke me up, which I'm assuming is Bongo, because everybody told me Bongo woke me up. Yeah. It was weird, because a month before, like, that crash, like, a month ago, uh-huh. he told me, he goes, yeah, man, uh, when I used to ride moto all the time, people would get knocked out on, like, hitting, like, 110-foot tri- triples on their freaking, like, dirt bikes. Right. And we'd always, like, try and wake him up, but then, like, the, this one time, we tried to get this kid to wake up, and he would not wake up. And, uh, this medic came over, and she uh, put her like palm on his sternum and kind of like rubbed it, and then he woke right up instantly. No way. Yeah. And, uh, That's wild. He goes, yeah. So I, I, I'm assuming he talked to her because he 
he's just a talker. He likes talking to people. And yeah, yeah. I'm sure she like told him like, yeah, if you want it, yeah, if you ever want to wake up, uh, so somebody that got knocked out unconscious. Wow. That's the place to rub it on the sternum and just. Really. Yeah. Huh. I was like, oh okay. And I remember him telling me this like a month ago, and then when it happened, I'm like, oh wow, that actually worked, I guess. Yeah. And then I fell back asleep the time I got uh, on the stretcher and back down the mountain. I fell asleep again. Yeah. And he actually got in an argument with the paramedic. <laughs> or, uh, yeah, with, 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 with the people who showed up in the ambulance, he got in an argument. He was like, oh, no, I'm going to bring him to the hospital. And they're like, huh, no, you're not. He's like, right. yeah, I am. I just had him awake up on the mountain. You answered all my questions correctly. Mm-hmm. And you're, you're not bringing him to the hospital. Right. He's clearly sleeping still. He's snoring. Right. So, uh, <laughs> you, you, I, I appreciate what he was trying to do. He was looking out for my bank account, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, because so, it does cost to take that trip. Yeah, so we went to Richfield Hospital, and then after Richfield Hospital, they took a million CAT scans of my mm-hmm. whole body when I was there. Yeah. I, I think it was Richfield Hospital. Is that sound correct? Um, Yale was second, I think. Yeah. Middletown. Middletown Hospital. I don't know. Yeah, I, Middletown. I don't know why I said Richfield. That's okay. Uh, so... When I went there, I remember Bongo, like, mess, or I think it was there. Bongo was messing with me the whole time, like, in the Snapchats. Oh, uh, okay. Like, you know, I, it, it, he, was shit, he was shedding light on the situation. Because when the nurse came in to, like, draw blood, he was, like, you know, being a goober that he right. is. Right. And then, uh, so after they did all the CAT scans, make sure my shoulder blades and, you yeah. know, my back was all good and no broken bones. Right. They were like, all right, uh, yeah, man, we're going to have to transfer him. And I told Bongo that. He goes, oh, you guys are going to really fucking double dip this guy in ambulance, right? You guys are really going to fuck him like that. Like, oh, I was man. like, you really got in an argument with him? He was like, yeah, man, that's messed up. Yeah. Because I guess, you know, after they took all the cat scans, they are like, wow, uh, he hit his head pretty hard. Mm-hmm. So if his brain starts swelling, we're all screwed because we don't have, like, anything to help him so right. you got to transfer him to Yale right right and that's what happened I got you they released me at like 3 in the morning or something like that really oh yeah. man so you weren't even quite there overnight you were like just through part of the night yep, yep. Um, yeah, yeah I remember uh, I remember watching for that all along because obviously you don't want anyone to get hurt at your jam at your oh, event yeah, and, and I was just keeping an eye on it but it happened so early on it was for us, not that this is important at all, but for us at the gym, it didn't it, did, it didn't affect really anything. Yeah, no, yeah. it didn't affect anything. I'd feel bad if it did. Nah, it. Well, I'd feel bad because the jumps are being torn down right now. I'm like, oh man, I feel like I did. No, that. no, no, no. <laughs> that was always part of the plan. Always was part of the plan. Those had to come down right after. Um, but yeah, all we cared about was that you were okay because it was it was so early on. There was so much left to get going started on everything yeah, yeah. from side hack races on the pump track oh there's just tons of stuff going on scotty kramer show or yeah, uh, i freaking missed course. it all I, I even brought like you know i stopped at the i stopped at the atm to get money so i could buy some t-shirts and stuff and yeah i didn't even get a chance to do that <laughs> but to answer steve's question i i don't think i decided on a helmet yet i mean i, yeah. I do want a full face Mm-hmm. I want the I'm I'm a big Pac fan. Yeah. So I do want the Pac uh Quran. How do you spell 
the pack? POC. Just POC? Yeah, just okay. POC. I want the pack full face uh, Quran, mm-hmm. but they make a couple different models. They make like a uh, like a carbon model, which is a lot lighter. Yeah. It's like, I guess some of it's made of carbon fiber. And they have the spin technology, which uh, yeah. spin te- uh, their spin technology is like um, is like a copy of like the MIPS, mm-hmm. which like MIPS yeah. is like their own like company, I, I think. So MIPS like goes to like all these other like helmet dealers like Fox and uh, ProTech or whoever it may be, and they like sell them on the license or. Right. You know, the name, like, hey, you know, we have this, like, special technology. You guys could buy into it and integrate it in your helmet. Sure. And then the MIPS technology just took off. Like, everybody wants a MIPS helmet now. Oh, totally. But, Especially in motorsports, yeah, right? Like, yeah, motorcycle. And, and, and Pac, like, I feel like they were, like, one of the first people to have it in their helmet. Yeah. But something happened where they're discontinuing their MIPS, like, half-shell crane. Uh, okay. And they uh, created their, like, own, like, version of the MIPS. It's called the Spin Technology. Yeah. So, uh, I want to get that for a full face, but I want to get a, uh, a half shell too. Yeah. I don't know. I'm thinking of going with Pac for sure. Yeah. Cool. Dewey Evan just wants to say Colton rules. Oh, uh, thank you, man. I got to ride your trail. Or, wait. Wait, Dewey. Uh, he's Providence. He's I Providence. Believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. I rode with him at uh, Roger Williams Pump Track. Yeah. Yeah, that dude's cool. I oh, like he he's awesome. I I always get him confused though. Is he the one that that goes out fishing for days at a time? He's he's a fisherman. Or is he the one that works at the pizza place down the street from Circuit? No, um, I think neither. the one who works at the pizza place is Tyler. Is Tyler? That that dude's cool. I, yeah, I like and him. Bobby Proctor, I think, works at pizza place. But maybe maybe it's Bobby. I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah, he just wants to you, you rule. Thanks, man. Appreciate <laughs> it. You rule too. <laughs> um, Power Spike Shop. He wanted to know dirt park or ramps. What's your favorite? That's tough because it depends on how good the ramps are. <laughs> dirt park or ramps. I feel like ramps goes like hand in hand with park, right? Yeah, it depends on the setup, I guess. Or just talking like a single ramp, like a box jump, like a show box jump, like it's just a ramp. Yeah, we could say ramps at Woodward, you know. Hmm. Hmm. I guess it really all depends. I mean, I'm more of a park rider just because I have more access to parks. Right. Like, I'm not, a, I don't consider myself a trail rider at all. Yeah. But, Which blows my mind because I've seen you rip through sections at jams and or the lines at jams and there's no doubt you can do it <laughs> yeah yeah and you're really good at it so uh i try to be good at it you are you are good at it the stuff you're you, stuff you're doing is is pretty it's, impressive it's weird because when i like uh when i go to skate parks i can't flow at yeah. all no i can't flow like even trails like, like you have no choice but to flow at uh trails but yeah. like I can not just do like any tricks. Right. Like I gotta do tricks. Like, yeah. If I'm not doing tricks, I'm not having fun. That's right. my whole right. thing. So whenever like I figure out like a trail line, I'm like all right, cool, like pump this much on this one, and don't pump at all on the next one, or whatever it may be. Yeah. Once I figure it out, 
I try and integrate like all my tricks and, all, and like the whole line. Yeah. And, that, and that's what I try to do. Yeah. But sounds like growing up in on, with Park. That's kind of your thing. I'm, I'm gonna have to say Park because I grew up with it and I just I just love Park. Yeah. I like trails too. There's no wrong re- there's no wrong answer I should. Yeah, say. yeah. That's for sure. Um, Kyle Erickson. He's a super nice guy from. I always get messed up. Yeah, Nassau, Rhode Island, but Kyle's awesome. He's yeah, I like Kyle. He's cool. super positive guy. <laughs> Have you ever seen illegal activities take place in a cop car with no cops in sight? And I think where he's going with this is Chotch, right? When Chotch had the, Bonga, the cop car, ba- Chotch sold the uh, decommissioned Stady cop car to Bongo. Oh, he now, did. And yeah, now Bongo drives it everywhere. Uh, but Bongo, he he's kind of a little dickhead with that <laughs> thing because he. he <laughs> Wrong one to sell it to. Yeah, oh, for, for the public's sake. For the public, yeah. <laughs> you know, we're driving, and all of a sudden, somebody passes us doing like a hundred miles an hour, and he's just like, "They don't know they just passed a cop." And I'm like, "But they didn't." He goes, "They don't know that." And he's just trying to like, <laughs> you know, get on their ass to scare them to right, slow down. Right, right. I'm like, dude, just just don't kill me, man. <laughs> Doing 120 around a corner on 84, like you don't know what potholes lie ahead. God, I have to say the those uh, those state police cars, which is what he has, right? Yeah. Those things can move with full control. They I couldn't go. believe, like when we were driving, he, he drives everywhere like 100 miles an hour. Right. And I couldn't believe how well that thing handled. Yeah. Because looking on, looking from it on the outside, like man, this thing's a boat. Yeah. Like, you can't even probably do 40 miles an hour. Right. You know, 40 going around the corner. Right. And it does it very well, actually. Yeah. Well, all right. De- definitely. I can only imagine that the newer uh, cop cars are even better. Yeah. Those smaller Chevys, I think, they have now? Or are they Fords? They're Fords. They're for- yeah, they're, they're Fords. Uh, they're the newer Tauruses. They're all-wheel drive, twin... I think some models are twin-turbo, but I know, like... Most of like the the cities, mm-hmm. they can't afford the twin turbo model, so they'll right. only like buy a couple of them, and then I think they'll just buy the naturally uh, aspirated ones. Or I don't even know if they have a, a naturally aspirated ones. I remember my friend; he's a state trooper down mm-hmm. in uh, Virginia. He was telling me a little bit about it. Like, yeah, you know, we don't have the twin turbo models or anything, but you know, right. we do have the newer Tauruses. They're cool. Yeah. Go, okay. They get up and move. Uh, ben Atchison. He's got a couple questions. Best Seymour Warehouse story. See, that was a place I didn't really go to that often, but I, I like towards the end, like the, the, like the last couple of years, I started showing up because my friend Chris, um, he who used to ride, he got a key, mm-hmm. so like he helped pay in on yeah. like, the lease every month. I heard so about when you that. help paid on the lease you got a key right and that's how I started going through him and I don't really have like anything of like significance to like tell people except that like, it was the most awesome place to ride I miss that place a lot yeah that's the one where the ramps are still sitting at someone's house right didn't they get I think I thought I heard that uh, I could maybe. be wrong or at least parts of it are still at someone's house. But, uh, 
I think that's Haven Skate Park. I know that's that right. um, somebody still has all those ramps in the backyard, right. which I have yet to meet this fella. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm waiting like one day to like see him at a skate park. Like, hey, I have a whole park in back in my yard. You want to ride it? Right. Yeah, sure. Like, you know. Right. I, I think well, you're well, right. What ramps are they, by any chance? He goes, oh, yeah, full pipe. And, you know, like a little bowl that goes into the full pipe. I'm like, all right, I'm there. That's what, awesome. What, what's the address? Man. Yeah, you're right. That was Haven that I'm thinking of. But uh, he also wants to know top five most influential riders from when you grew up and top five now. Wow. Some of these questions get a little involved. I have to say... Growing up in Connecticut and riding like a 16 inch, like I've gotten like my balls busted a lot for riding a 16 inch. Like I'd be at like uh, Eastern Holes, like jumping the box jump, like I couldn't clear it. Right. I'm, I'm taking like 100 cranks before it, and right. you know, the gear ratio, like a 36 15 rear, yeah, yeah, wasn't going anywhere. Right. So uh, like I did what I came with, and people would be like, oh, it's not a real turn. That 360 doesn't count because you didn't clear it. Yeah, you know, they, they always break my balls. But come on, guys. You're just doing flyouts, kid. Just get out of here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like before flyouts, like became like known as a flyout. Like yeah, yeah. Um. So. Yeah, I got my balls busted by a lot of people, but then like once I like made the conversion like to 20 inch, then uh, the ball busting progressively stopped. <laughs> But, alright, so my five most influential, infu- oh, Jesus, I'm like having a tongue twister today. That's alright. Like, the bottom of my lip is still swollen from when I crashed. Yeah, yeah. So it's hard for me to, like, say words. So you do it, you, right, so the most you're doing influential great. influential top five riders in Connecticut growing up. Or, my, my it does, not necessarily Connecticut, could oh, be anywhere. all over. Okay. Back then, and then five now. Okay. And you don't have to do five. Because you can do whatever you want to do. All right, so I'll do local first. Sure. Uh, I don't know. I'll, I'll just do whoever. Uh, all right, so Mike Blessing. Uh-huh. I looked up to him so much growing up. Right yeah. BMX. Air Cuff. Uh-huh. Um, that dude, he was, he was very good. Mm-hmm. Will Talmalley. I don't know. He was from Seymour. Okay. Very good rider. Oh, man. He was, like, one of the few back in the day to, like, do a straight tail up over a box jump. Like, back in, like, the early or late 90s, early 2000s, if you could tail it, you were, like, God. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. This guy could tail up. He's sick. Now, now like, everybody does tail ups. Like, it's, like, nothing. Right. But, uh, yeah, so those three trying to think who else and then as far as like pro riders went I want to say Ruben Alcantara and this is present right your top five present or no 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 uh, back, back, back oh okay time. okay because I grew up on riding Edney's Ford from Criminal Mischief oh um, like a like a fit video I forgot the name of it. it was like an early one um so like the last two I want to say Ruben Alcantara and Dave Frymouth. Oh, right. I want to say that's how you say his last name. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That dude, I remember like watching him ride in that new sport video. And everything he did was so smooth. Mm-hmm. And that's what I wanted to like 
be is like land in transition smooth like I want to do that right right <laughs> and then R- Ruben Alcantara like he was just a legend like back in the day for me like yeah he just always went big and wall ride to tail it like that was like the first time I've ever seen that yeah and then current yeah top five current alright so I'm gonna say Jay Dalton yeah <laughs> I'm gonna say Logan Martin I've been following him for a while now and that dude is just insane you rode with him at Incline on the last jam right last day I couldn't believe that that was like a dream come true for me like that, that was such a great day I still have video of you from there I don't have that video anymore something I have on my phone I gotta get that video from you I believe I still have it so Logan Martin which was amazing to like watching him from videos online to watching him in person doesn't know justice right I couldn't believe it like watching this kid come at the 7 foot that I was like everybody was like hanging out on yeah and feeling him pump the transition right I felt every rib in that ramp because he was pumping that transition so hard I couldn't really? believe it I was like this dude is cruising at the 7 foot and pumping as hard as he can Right. And doing flared down whips over like that, like little like channel thing. Yeah, yeah. It's like the yeah. small little quarter pipe in the mm-hmm. middle. That that was just quite an experience to to like see that in person, and to also yeah. see him do like a three sixty over the spine, twelve feet high. Oh. I saw that green wall beneath him when I was standing on top of the seven foot. Yeah. When he did a three sixty, I was like. Oh my god, I saw that green wall like clear as day, like beneath him. Like he was above the green wall. <laughs> and then when he came back, I was like, dude, that was amazing. He was like, yeah, uh, thanks, man. Like, yeah. he, like he did, like, I don't know. Like, right. He was just being like modest about it. So yeah. then uh, I was like, you think you could do that? Just like going straight at it? He goes, no, nah, probably not. To go that high, I'd yeah. have to do a 360 or do a trick or something. Yeah. Like, I feel like if I tried to go that high going, like, straight out the spine, I would just get bucked or something. Right. Right. Not that I know, but it makes sense. Yep, yep. So, yeah, that's cool. It was cool just, like, have a conversation with him. Yeah. I was like, wow. I was, like, definitely starstruck. And you were on deck with him. He was... He got some good riding, and even when he even when he toasted that wheel, he still got a still got that fixed up. And what was he doing? He was flaring or something, but it was a, a fi- crazy a, flare. It was a five forty flare on the six foot, like alongside where uh, it was alongside the spine. Yeah, it's like a little six foot that people like stand on top of, or, or when people like go over to like uh, hit the roller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right there, he saw like. He was just a little sideways. He didn't. He didn't even fall. He didn't even get hurt. I don't believe. No, he landed a little bit flat. Yeah. And he landed a little bit sideways, and then yeah, the back wheel exploded. Right. Well, that's what right. titanium does. Yeah. Just explodes. Right. Yep. He had a spare. Put it on and kept riding the whole night. Oh yeah. Uh, he- yeah. So Jay Dalton, Logan Martin. That's actually a really tough question. Yeah. It is. Uh, I guess I only got two. 
That's all we need. If I think of uh, any more riders, I'll... Just yell it out. Just in the middle of another question. Just (laughs) just yell it out. Yeah, I mean, watching Logan through through videos just makes me, like, want to learn more stuff. Right. And not only learn more stuff, but land smoother. Because he does everything effortless and lands so smooth. Mm Mm-hmm. Anyone like Kevin Peraza or any of those guys that just kill parks? Kevin's more of a park guy. Well, Kevin does everything, I think. But to be honest, everybody's a good park rider. Like, like as far as like those top guys go, like yeah. Um, I feel like for the most part they do like all the same tricks, but it's like how you do them. Right. When it comes down to. Right. Like uh, Pat Casey, he's another one who kills it. Um, Kevin Peraza, like you mm-hmm. said, he, he kills it. Um, another guy, Larry Edgar, he doesn't do like as much like tail and bar spin tricks, but he mm-hmm. goes really high. Yeah. And he could click an invert. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Um, Wasn't he the one at the Vans contest last week that went? Yes, he, he went, went so high. It he was went insane. 15, wait. I counted. I think, I, I think I, it was 15 feet. I think feet. it was 15, yeah. It was 15 feet out of that 10 foot, maybe? Yeah. Or 8 foot? It was insane. The amount of hang time and then just guiding that thing back down and hitting transition. It was yeah, amazing. Yeah, it was like one of those air outs that I saw from like a kind of like a not like a frontward angle or mm-hmm. like not like a frontward like viewing it, but sure. like side viewing it. Yeah. I saw him go so high from like somebody's like video who like recorded it. I yeah. thought he was just gonna get bucked and lose it, like Jay did in the uh, Vans contest at. Uh, oh, like Woodward. Yeah, remember that the that qualifier that fall like got posted everywhere. Jay yeah. Dolan. Yeah. I thought that's exactly what Larry was gonna do, and then he yeah pulled it right yeah. back in transition. I was like, whoa, that's crazy. All right, let's move on to a, another Ben Atchison question. What's better for off-roading, Jeeps or Toyotas? I know the answer will be Jeep. It's okay to be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> this, this dude. Oh, oh ben, Ben's hilarious. He's the best. This freaking guy. He, has, right. a, he has a Jeep, right? Yeah, he has, uh, yeah. yeah, he has a Jeep. He's one of those Jeep bros. Right, right. So anyways, uh, to answer his question, so stock for stock, they're both gonna be even. They're both gonna have sway bars, and they're both not gonna like the suspension's not gonna droop or articulate the way you want it. Yeah. They're both gonna be even. Yeah. Um, the thing about Jeeps is, Jeeps come solid front axle, so it's a lot. It's exponentially way more easier to modify. Uh, okay. And get a lot more travel out of the front suspension. Right. Right. Than it is for Toyotas. Yeah. The thing about Toyotas is. You got a solid axle swap. Oh, okay. I did with that thing. Yeah. Um, God. But yeah, which more time, more money. Right. Mostly more money. Right, right, right. right. But Jeep guys, it's a lot easier for them to modify their Jeeps just because it's already solid front axle. Ben's a little lazy. It probably fits his schedule a little better. That's my guess. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, for me, like... I've always wanted like a Toyota pickup truck like growing up like a lifted one yeah and then once I like got like a Toyota pickup truck my other friend that I still ride with 
I actually uh, hung out with him yesterday. He was uh, welding my rusted frame on a Tacoma. Oh my gosh. <laughs> like every time I weld that frame, it just cracks in a different spot down the frame. I'm like, oh Jesus, I'm, I'm trying to get this thing back on the road. Yeah. I just gotta like make this Tacoma last a little bit longer. Yeah. And then we're good. I could like scrap this thing or do whatever. Or right. Go to like the woods and beat the hell out of it and destroy it. Right. So, uh, <laughs> that's funny. Leave it to Ben. Yeah. Uh, Allie Wolf, who is uh, Chelsea's sister down in Florida. Yeah, you yeah. Uh, Josh introduced me to her. Yeah. R- really cool girl. Definitely. I hung out with her for like a whole weekend, I think. Uh, we went to the Roger Williams pump track and then we went to like a bunch of other. Oh, she was up to that? Yeah, yeah, she was from up Florida. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. She came up okay. here for that, and then we hit up like a bunch of other local, local spots. It was cool. Yeah. Well, she just wanted to say that you're awesome. Thank you, Super. Allie. You're, <laughs> you're awesome, too. I can't wait, wait for us to ride again. Yeah, it'll happen. Bongo Bill oh, Reganey. Oh, my God. No, he, he went easy. He went, he, went, he went easy? He went easy, yeah. He's... Maybe he figures he's busted your balls enough over life that he doesn't need to do it here, too. He said, what makes you keep on keeping on? I'd have to say my bike, really. Yeah, I say my bike and riding with friends Yeah. definitely helps me a lot. Like these last couple weeks since I've been like, or it'll be two weeks to this Sunday since I fell, but... Yeah. These last couple of weeks, I've been such a drag, man. Mm. Like, coming home from work, I'm so bored. Like, I have nothing to do. Because you can't ride. I can't yeah. ride. And yeah. that was, like, my whole life. And then, wrenching on this thing, I I got the motor back together. And then, as soon as uh, I did, like, a shakedown run to the gas station to fill it up on fuel. Yeah. And drive it back to my driveway. I found out the turbo was blown. Because the chunks of piston that came out of the motor through the turbo destroyed the turbine wheel, which I I kind of figured that that would happen. And I was just kind of like, all right, well, let's put this back together and drive down the gas station and see if it's okay. Right, right. And it wasn't. I wasn't even mad. I just took the turbo out and sent it out to get rebuilt. So I'm just waiting on parts to come back. And parts ain't going to come back for that thing for like another couple weeks. So I'm just like sitting here bored. I was so bored one day when I got home from work. Yeah. I took a nap. I actually went to sleep because I was so bored. Oh, man. Yeah. I was like, man, this is sad. (laughs) And I can't can't even ride if I wanted to because I don't have a helmet. Oh, that's right. That one helmet is still trashed, and I'm still waiting on uh, Tony's to get a helmet. When are you clear to ride? I don't know. I guess whenever I feel like it. I mean, it's kind of up to you, I realize, but what are you giving yourself for time? I would say like another honestly man I could ride right now and I'd be fine but Just need the protection yeah I need the protection I don't have that yet but I'd right. say like another week or so two weeks yeah. everybody keeps telling me you know you really gotta like go to your doctor and get checked up on you know have a fun check up and like I don't really think, have a doctor I think They're you like, get a pretty you? thorough check yeah you don't even I'm like, I don't have a doctor. I don't. I never had a doctor. Like, yeah. 
Like, right. you, you don't have, like, a normal doctor you go to? I'm like, no. They're like, how, how the hell have you made it this far in life? I'm like, I don't know. Right. And, and <laughs> what would end up happening anyway if you, if you did that was you'd have to choose a doctor and then go through your whole life story, which has plenty of injuries in it, I'm sure, detail every one of them oh, to get the doctor to know you, and then he has a starting point. You know what I mean? So I'm not saying you shouldn't do it. I'm saying it's, it's a lot of work to get that relationship established yeah. so the doctor really knows what he's dealing with. I'd be there for a couple of days talking yeah. about all <laughs> my injuries and all my falls. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> it's, right. Maybe, maybe wait on that until you have time, until you're really ready to write a novel of injuries. Uh, all right. Bongo. This other question is, you have a lot of nicknames, like the man, the myth, the legend, Billy Mays, Blue Jaguar. Blue Jaguar. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Savage, Mr. Sauce, the man on fire, Mr. Can't Stop, Won't Stop, which is your favorite? <laughs> Blue Jaguar. Oh, man. What's your favorite nickname out of those? And then you have to tell the story behind it, of course. Uh, well, I'm going to have to bounce back between Billy Mays and uh, the Blue Jaguar. Billy what? Mays was uh, thought of by Bongo, obviously. Yeah. Because whenever I'd show up to a skate park, I would just, like, flow around and, like, in my run, every jump I would do... I would just throw a trick. Yeah. Or, I don't know. I would, something. I would just keep doing something and be yeah. like, but wait, there's more. <laughs> and I'd still, like, be doing my run, like, doing tricks and stuff like that. And he'd be like, I don't know, how the heck you do that? Uh-huh. I would just do it. Right. He's like, Billy Mays here. With another <laughs> fantastic run. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, th- I thought that one was funny. I liked that, that one. It is pretty funny. Billy, Bill is creative for sure. Yeah, and then the Blue Jaguar one. That, <laughs> he started calling me that at uh, shows, like yeah. when he announces me. Yeah, yeah. My whole bike's blue, I got a blue helmet. Uh, so, okay. he would actually announce me as, and there's my boy Blue! <laughs> but, like, uh, when we were at Derek's trails Oakwood Trails yeah yeah which was really fun he was like doing this whole thing while he was filming me I didn't even know he was doing it oh uh, okay and <laughs> we were doing this thing where it was just like uh, we were yelling out penis like uh, we used to play this game like in school like yeah the penis game like you just yeah. say penis and then one of your friends would have to one up you and say it louder and louder and louder oh, before <laughs> one of you guys got in trouble but then it like kind of like uh, transitioned to like whenever somebody was filming something or trying to like get like a good video, you'd just be in the background just go penis, <laughs> which ruins the whole clip. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and this dude uh, and, Brian, and Brian he has an Instagram page for Dial Action Sports, and yeah. it was like, you know, before we were doing that state college, we were driving both trucks, so me and Bongo were in one truck. Yeah. To, the big uh, lifted green truck yeah and he was in the dually yeah so as Brian like as we got out to like go get uh, some coffee and breakfast 
Brian like tried to like film it, but when we were talking and he was just like, oh, he, like put his phone away, like you know, he was like d- didn't get the video he wanted to for a story on, yeah. his, on, on Instagram. So like after uh, we ordered like our food and coffee, he like r- rushed out real quick. Like I I noticed like he rushed out real quick to get that video, and Bongo f- rushed out like right after him. So as he's doing the video, <laughs> Bongo yells in the background, penis. Oh. And, Bi- and, uh, and and uh, Brian didn't know. Brian yeah. thought like he like lifted his finger off of uh, the record button just in time before he said it. So he posted oh. it, and everybody like that had their volume up on their phone definitely heard it. Oh, God. So we're we're at uh, Oakwood Trails, mm-hmm. and like we had to like say like I had to like let him know when I was coming. So I just be like penis. <laughs> He'd be like, all right. So he kind of like. <laughs> Worked it into the video and he's just like, "We're doing the blue jaguar. We're here comes the blue jaguar. I'm gonna do his mating call." Penis. <laughs> and I'd be like, "All right, you know, he's he's ready for me to fi- or he, he's ready to film me." So I draw drop in, God. and that's when I fell really bad. Did but, you? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I wanted the truck driver that. So there's a skipper, and then there was a first jump, and then there was like a second jump. Mm-hmm. And I bar spin the skipper, and then I wanted the truck driver, the the second one, I guess you could say, or the first big jump. Uh-huh. And I don't know, I just got messed up, and I didn't catch the bar. Like, I caught it with one hand, I didn't catch the bars, with, yeah. the, with the bar with the other hand. Yeah. And I just, one injectos, I just, yeah. like, hit the inject button, and I felt kind of bad on my hip. Uh, but I was still able to ride for the rest of the day, so whatever. No. Right. Well, it wasn't good. that it wasn't that bad of a fall, but it was like right. enough to like when I'm like going to work the next day, like, oh man, my hip kind of hurts. Right. Right. Yeah, whatever. And it went away. Yeah, and it went away. So that that was the the blue jaguar. Uh, <laughs> that's that nickname. That's great. All right, just a couple more. Kyle Erickson wants he also wants to know if you could have one sesh with a former pro, who would it be? And then he specifically says, not Mira, K. Rob, or Aiken. Think outside the bun. <laughs> Think outside the bun. I like that. Yeah. Uh, hmm. I would say Logan Martin, but I already had a session with him, and that was unreal. Yeah. So i got to pick somebody different now. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many awesome people. You know, that Rollback podcast, have you heard of that yet? The one that uh, Kyle Carlson does from Vital. No, I haven't heard that. He, he started a podcast. He gets a lot of the bigger names because yeah, ever since you started events. the yeah, ever since you started the podcast, I feel like he's been doing it, right? Uh, I was. I yeah, don't really. I don't really like follow like, like six the months later, but. maybe something like that. Which I'm like more the merrier. I'm just doing it for fun. It's oh like, yeah, like it's yeah, my absolutely. business or anything. So, but yeah, he he started one and he. He'll he'll do it kind of like I would during the winter. Where you go to Wheel Mill and you just stack up like four yeah, podcasts yeah, yeah, and then yeah. release them. So what he does is he was just at the Vans event, so we grabbed a whole bunch of interviews there. I think actually there's some from X Games too. So we, then he can release them like one a week. And, mm-hmm. But uh, uh, how do you say his name? I, Michael I of, Michael uh, Laren. I haven't listened to any of this podcast uh, yeah. They're pretty good. He just did one with this Michael Laren. You know who that is? Um, 
And Michael, is, I believe it's M Y K E L. Yeah, there. yeah, I've definitely heard, uh, seen and heard of his name for sure. He he's a guy that I mean, after listening to him, he sounds like he'd be awesome to hang out with. He was one. Of, I think he was the only the only guy to enter three different contests at X Games. So he did. Yes. Big Air. Okay. Yeah, that's what I remember. Is, is yeah, okay. Yeah. He did everything but dirt, I believe. So he did park, big air, and oh, and he rode half. He rode half plate with Bestwick yep. and all those guys. He was the dude that did the five forty flare, on the big air ride. Yes. I believe. But I think that with the, I think he straight jumped the one the, you know, the first one before. Yeah, call it. I forgot what the heck I was doing like that entire week that mm-hmm. X Games was going on, but I didn't. To be honest, I didn't even watch it. Yeah, I was I was doing something. I forgot. Um, I'm sure there's clips out there, but I did the same. I recorded them, but it was so busy leading up to the event that I couldn't watch them. All. Honestly, man, I think I was wrenching on the truck. Yeah, yeah. I think I was putting the motor back in it when like he was, or uh, when when X Games was going down. Well, I'm just going to choose it for you because that guy seems amazing. He comes from, I think, Wisconsin, I think. But he lives in Cali now, I believe. Just a really cool... If you, I'll send you the link for the for the podcast, but he was, he was really good. Man, so many um, Jesus, that's... Right now, I'm thinking Pat Casey. Yeah? I've never met him before. Like, I don't even like know his personality, but... Mm-hmm. I'm gonna make a guesstimate of I think he's a really cool dude and yeah. I think he'd be badass to ride with him. Yeah. Family guy. Seems like he he has all that stuff in his own yard, I believe, right? Doesn't he have like a full setup in his in his oh, backyard? Yeah. So yeah, yes, that he does. Yeah. So that's a good choice too. But anyway, let's uh let's wrap it up. So do you once you're healed, do you have uh, shows that are going to start again when school picks up? Absolutely. So you're going to be right back into the show deal? Yeah. Um, it's funny. Like, my whole family, ever since I was a kid, ever since I've gotten the accidents or whatever, they'd always try and, like, get me to quit. Like, yeah. when, when are you going to hang it up? Or, right. you know, I was just at my cousin's house la- last night, and he started to freaking lecture me. Like, dude, you're going to be, like, 30 years old, like, a couple years, man. You're gonna to have to slow down. Like you're gonna to have to find a girlfriend. I'm like, dude, I don't. Like, I mean, whatever happens, happens. But right. I'm not slowing down, man. Right. My only solution from me falling is to get back up, to get back on my bike, and get better and more skill, so I don't fall again. Right. And like right. that's been my thought process like this whole time. But I know my grandfather. He was pretty upset about me falling and. Pretty much my whole family is just like, yeah. you, you gonna quit now? You gonna quit? Right. Please? <laughs> Wait till you're almost 48 like me. I'm like, you definitely get a lot of lectures. Yeah. <laughs> like, what are I, you doing on this little kid's yeah. bike? I'm definitely not gonna stop anytime soon. Like right now, I feel like I could go back on my bike and ride twice as hard. That's yeah. how I feel right now. I don't know why. When the time comes, my opinion is when the time comes that you need to knock it down a notch and just ride more carefully so you can ride longer then then the that's when you uh, do it you know filling that void mm-hmm. 
Oh, I don't mean stopping though. I oh, just mean yeah, changing yeah. the intensity that you ride at so you can make yeah, it last yeah. longer. So once you're done with your the show part of your life or Well the show part of my life, I'd be okay if I stopped with that. Mm-hmm. I just do it, I mean, for the extra money. Sure. But like uh doing shows honestly stops me from like participating in a bunch of events which I would rather do but I'm like eh you know I do like live by myself with Mm -hmm. roommates and I do like kind of have to like get a little bit extra money so I can pay rent this month so right that's a little bit more important than get to a contest yeah I've never really actually wrote a contest yeah like like an official contest right never written one I'd like to experience Mm -hmm. it but Usually when I like ride like a contest, like uh, you know, not anything official, but like sure. something like at the K Rob event, right? I usually end up blowing it anyways. I'm like, I'm so freaking excited right now. Everybody's here and everybody's riding, and yeah. I'm gonna try some trick I've never tried before, or never landed, but I'm gonna do it anyways. <laughs> then I end up falling and dying, and that's how that goes. That's how I blow like. Contest. That's Not always though, because you were yeah. riding well at uh, the year before when it was at Trumbull for Steve, for Scotty. You yeah. were you were in that whole jump line, just. But even then, I blew it because like uh, I tried to double tail up on the second one, which that double tail that's like my favorite trick to do. I yeah, love yeah. doing double tails, and I did it on the so there's a skipper. Yeah. The first one and the right. second one. I tried on the second one and I like slipped the pedal or something stupid. Uh, and, I like ended up like veering off to the side and not even hitting the last one. And I was uh, like, no. Is it because you were setting up to do something different on the last one? No, I think it was just you know a contest. You know, uh, adrenaline's pumping. So you you probably should have held off and did the double on the last jump instead and did something different on the second. But it was I don't know the double tail up is like my staple trick. I do that trick all the time. Like mm-hmm. so I'm thinking like all right I'll double tail up this one and then I'll. Uh, I don't know, 720 the last one. That's why I meant. Like, it was setting, it was a... Do, do something crazy yeah. on the last one that, like, I yeah. know I could pull, but, I mean, it's still pretty crazy. I mean, yeah. I used to do 720s all the time in shows. I don't do them in, anymore in shows because... No. Um, I used to have a hard time doing 540s on quarter pipes. Like, I used to land back tire heavy. Oh, uh, okay. And I used to have my brakes to save me all the time. But right. when I took my brakes off... Right. I was like... Man, this sucks. I can't do five forties anymore because I rely on my back brakes. Right. So I forced myself to learn five forties, and you have to really drop your shoulders so you could land in the transition front tire first, right. and actually right away like catch transition right away. Right. And once I learned like the trick on doing five forties on quarter pipes, it messed my seven twenties up on box jumps so bad. Really. Because when I go off the box jump now and I go and do a seven I drop my shoulder oh okay and it just totally messes me up and I end up falling and crashing right so I don't do 720s as much as I used to yeah maybe that'll be your next round once you're healed up yeah I learned 720 bars at Woodward really and that was like cool but I like kind of like landed like a six thirty and like mm. rode away still. And I'm like, oh my god, seven twenty bar. Well, yeah. six thirty bar, but we'll just say it's seven twenty. <laughs> yeah. And I was like so like happy about that. And then right. it's just one of those tricks. Like, man, I I don't want to send this over a box jump. That's a big boy trick. 
Yeah, especially down to pavement, right? Most likely. Yeah. Because all of these shows are on parking lot, right? Yeah, I would never do a 720 bar at a show. Or, yeah, I would never do one at a show. Right. I would rather, like, three double tail up at a show, because at least I know I could probably most likely land that. Right. <laughs> but I'm still not going to do that trick at a <laughs> show. Like, I don't know, i got to be pretty pumped up to do a three double tail up at a show. <laughs> That would be crazy at a show. But I could see you doing it. Actually, where else do you do it? Because there's really nothing else around Three here. Three Double Taylor is like a flip whip to me. Yeah. So but I go to Woodward and I do them all the time. But I, I, or actually, I, I, I guess you could say I relearn them or yeah, like yeah, get yeah. the guts to like do it again. Yeah. And then after I leave Woodward, I come back to Connecticut and it's just, there's no big ramps. That's what I mean, yeah. And it sucks. Huh. So I learned like half the tricks I learned at Woodward. I just dissipate into the air. Skate park I do love going to in Jersey. Yeah. We we actually went there a couple times after work. Like after you get out of work at like three thirty. Really. I'm like all right, let's make the trip down to Jersey and ride the skate park. Yeah. It's called uh, Bloomfield Skate Park or the Joe Tizio Memorial Park. Oh, I didn't know that. And there's this one guy who built the box jump there. I forgot his Adam Hawk. Oh, he's I've a dirt, heard of him. Yeah, he's a dirt jumper guy. Yeah. Like, on the mountain, like a dirt mm-hmm. jumper mountain bike, biker dude. Yeah. He built that box jump. And the person who gave him all the dimensions to that box, or building that box jump, was uh, John Saxton. Okay. Like, uh, cause I, I guess him and John Saxton are, I don't know, I guess they talk, they're friends. Yeah. Right. So John Saxton gave Adam Hawking all the dimensions to build it. Oh, so okay. it came out freaking dialed. Yeah. It's like a six foot tall box jump. Yeah. I want to say it's an eight foot long deck. It's definitely not six foot long. It's eight foot long. I want yeah. to say. So or maybe a, even seven. I, I really don't know. I, I'm going to say so eight. It's the right distance for the kick. Yeah. And then it has such a long landing. So even if you land flat, it feels like you like don't land flat mm-hmm. because you're, you have such a long landing to like catch. Right. right. It's like such a nice box jump to like learn tricks over. Yeah. And we go there all the time. Yeah. That's like one thing in today's skate parks that are lacking is a good solid box jump. Yeah. And a nice mini ramp. Like the East Haven Park that just got built like this past yeah. year. Did yeah. You, did you go to that or you? Not yet, no. Eh, it's cool because it has lights. Okay. But East Haven's like a new one. And I went there when I guess the guy who was in charge of like coordinating everything to like being built right and I showed up there and he goes skate park's closed buddy and I'm like oh alright my bad and he goes actually you know what man come here you can ride it enjoy it for a little bit I'm like alright you know like nothing's like over like four feet really so it's like yeah I don't know he's like oh what do you you think what do you rate the park as I'm like on a scale of one to ten what do you rate it as Guess. You're stuck on that one. <laughs> he just let you I in. Guess to uh, ten. <laughs> I guess a five. Like I, I told you know, I told him the truth. I was like, dude, I'm gonna say it's a five. He goes, oh come on, man. I just like built. I just had this place built. Why? Why, why, why do you say that? I'm like the rents are small. Right. And he was just like, well, so. I'm like so. Like you need you need bigger ramps and skate parks for kids to progress. Right. And like. Connecticut, it's cool for kids to start out in because a lot of the skate parks are small. Yeah. 
but then you get to a certain point yeah. where you want to progress, you want to get more height, you want to do more stuff, and you can't with these small ramps. Right. And you know, the guy was like, oh, dang, yeah. Well, we got so, like, this professional guy out of Midwest, like, you know, out of, like, the Midwest, like, out west somewhere, you know, he built this place and this and that, or he designed it, and I'm like, oh, well, I'm not a big fan. I mean, it's cool for skateboarding. Right. I'm not going to, like, yeah. it looks a lot more fun for skateboarders, but for BMX, mm-hmm. kind of... It's all right. It's a place to ride. Right. It's lit up at night. Right. He's like, oh, well, what were you thinking? I told him. I was like, I would do a, if you do a six-foot mini ramp with a spine, like a five-foot spine, street spine or double coping spine, I'm going to recommend the street spine. You're going to have a lot of people traveling out of state to just ride this park, to ride that ramp. And, like, yeah. when the Edgewood was being, like, rent renovated, like, new uh-huh. ramps were being free-formed. Right. I told uh, Justin, I'm like, dude, got to get bigger ramps, man. He's yeah. like, well, you can't really get bigger ramps. You got to cater to the kids, too. I'm like, dude, half of Connecticut or three-quarters of Connecticut, all of Connecticut is catered to these little kids. Right, right. Like, you need somewhere for, like, you need bigger ramps for people like us that, like, want to go higher. Yeah. Like, there's nowhere in Connecticut, like, unless you build your own trails. Right. And he was like, yeah, no. He was like, kind of like wishy-washy on it. And then yeah. I actually go to Edgewood like a couple of days before I, uh, the Powder Ridge thing. Uh-huh. And I was like, wow. All right, Justin. Sick. He actually built like six-foot quarters like with the transitions are beautiful. Really? Yeah. Well, I mean, nice. he, he didn't build it. Uh, right, he didn't right, build right. it, but like he told like the guys got it at Rampage like mm-hmm. what he wanted. Like, listen, I want big ramps down here, like six foot quarters. Sure. You know, he has a. You know, it even has a six foot hip hipping into it and everything. Like, nice. It's it's awesome. It's definitely what uh, Connecticut needed well, sure. to start. Yeah. So that's the best option right now, as far as you're concerned, for for parks. We edge for me living up here, like mm-hmm. in the New Haven area. Yeah, Edgewood. Yeah, yeah. Like if you live down in Stamford and like Fairfield area, obviously uh, Scalzi Park okay. in Stamford. Okay. They're they they have only? a whole freeform park, and their ramps are here. The concrete ramps down there are huge. Right. You know they have like a twelve foot bowl down there and everything, but it's like for me to take like the 40 minute drive to get down there it's yeah. like uh, and I could have sworn that was skate only for either certain hours it is or skate all only. hours all hours Scouts yeah, Park so. is skate only but skaters are cool yeah. yeah if they know you know how to ride like or if they see that you have bike control you know right. what you're doing like well, whatever we don't care but if you see yeah. you're a beginner and you're right whacking your pegs up against the ramps or whatever right. a certain way I'm, I'm just guessing but I'm sure they'll say something yeah you know it's not really heavily uh, guarded by police right, by any right. means or regulated yeah. but Fairfield Park that's yeah. a pretty cool park to go to off reform uh huh but it's heavily guarded right heavily re- regulated by police and skaters man it's like pretty I don't know I guess it's like a good hiding spot for cops to like go out and like park and do paperwork too right right so Right. Yeah, it kind of sucks. But they also hire somebody. Because I remember I went there with this other kid. Uh, 
forgot his name. Brian something. Yeah. Cool kid. But anyways, uh, we went. I went there with him. Yeah. And they actually hire a person like at the guard shack to like watch you. Like, is he gonna yeah. bring a bike? Or is he gonna bring a skateboard? Uh, mm-hmm. Yep, we got kicked out. But yeah, I'd say if you live in like the New Haven area. Yeah. Edgewood's definitely worth going to. That's all I had for you. It was that easy. Would you would you believe we talked for that long about that? Almost three hours. Jesus. See, you had a lot more to say than you thought you did. Yeah, I was like kind of nervous. <laughs> like, man, what am I going to talk about? No, we always have lots. I told you. you said, I definitely like, got like about. from questions that you've asked me. I've like uh, gotten like sidetracked from like answering the question like with another like answer, but like. There's no rules. Yeah. Because it always jumps off to something that's interesting that I wouldn't have known because you th- it triggered a thought for you that I'm not going to know yeah, yeah, yeah. to ask. So that's what's fun about these because it's it's awesome when I don't I know a little bit about you but not much. So it's fun for me. That's awesome though. Yeah. So it'll get out there and other people will learn about you. It was funny uh, when I used to ride with Mike all the time. Or not ride with him. I used to just like tag along and watch him ride and sure. try and ride. Uh-huh. Um, he'd be like, "Ah, oh, it's a freaking kid." All right, listen, I'm going to these trails uh, tomorrow. Um, you you could come along, and I'm like, "Really? All right, cool." I'm like ten or eleven years old, and I'd wake up at like seven or eight o'clock in the morning. I'd go to his house, uh-huh. and I would be knocking on his door, and you know, this dude's like a teenager. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I look up to him and like I'm like, you, you ready? We're going. He goes, dude, it's eight o'clock in the morning. I'm not even, I'm not even dressed yet. <laughs> Relax, hang out. And I used to like stand in front of his house and wait yeah. for him for like a couple hours until he'd wake up, <laughs> and then we'd go to like the trails. So for you, it's all you. You've always been a morning guy. Yeah. To me, there's too much, there, there's only so much time in your life to take advantage of every hour yeah, that you could be <laughs> Right, exactly. But you're good. Thank you for doing this, Colton. Yeah, I appreciate no it. Colton's in the, I don't know, the mad shop, where it all happens. My garage, where I do all my wrenching. Yeah, exactly. Well, this is cool. I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. It'll be up tomorrow. I'm not even going to edit Wow. It. I'm just going to let it go. Just let it go. All right, whatever. That's, yeah. That's I don't, unless you have anything you want to correct, I'm nah, good. Man, whatever. It's I don't cool. see the need to correct any of it. It was good. It was perfect. All right. We're out.